You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. What's up, guys? Uh, Mike Harridan's here with Ben Shillabir Hall, bringing you another episode of PlayStation Unchained. How's it going, Ben? Uh, well, that was fast. Uh, I'm doing pretty well, thank you, and you? <laughs> cool, I just thought I'd try a different intro, because uh, it is uh, kind of a, a special episode as well. Um, I'm good, thanks, man. And yes, as I said, this is a very special episode, because we are now at 50. Yep, 50. Episode 50 of PlayStation Unchained, guys. And it's also even more special, because uh, this week... Uh, well, we're recording this week. By the time you hear this, it'll be last week. There's that crazy future past shit again, Ben. <laughs> Way, I bet you that. We launched the new look PlayStation Universe, PSU.com, this week. Um, a lot of work went into that behind the scenes. And it is, obviously, I'm going to say this, but it is looking the dog's bollocks. It really is. <laughs> Do you like that, uh, Tim? <laughs> you can even t- say that to the Queen and she won't be offended. <laughs> no. Speaking of Tim, yes, we are joined by, for our special episode, we are joined by Timothy Nunes, who hasn't been on the podcast for a while. Um, how's it going, dude? Uh, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Good. Are you um, excited to be here again? Um, this prestigious occasion. <laughs> well, you know, there's there's obviously the PSU thing to be excited about. There's the whole being able to let me talk that's excited for me. And then there's the uh, the presence of uh, the Mike Heritance, which is like the big A-plus for me. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Hot. <laughs> um, thank you, Tim. It's good to have you, um, have you on the co- uh, podcast again, bro. And last but not least, we also have another, um, well, I guess you could say special guest, because he hasn't been on it um, even longer than Tim, actually. We have one and only, um, the well-traveled Dane Smith. How's it going, man? Very good. Oh, I love that. I don't, know, I don't know if you heard that or not. I did. That was a great intro. It's like, <laughs> yeah, bitch. Nope. It's... Uh... <laughs> It's Java Monster. Monster made the greatest invention ever. They mixed coffee with their energy drink. <laughs> I'm going to die, literally. Yeah, for so, you who don't know, it's uh, like just gone 5 a.m. for Dane, where he is um, in some part. Where are you again, Dane? I've actually forgotten you travel so much. I'm still in Korea. Korea. Different city in Korea, but still in Korea. And I just moved into my new apartment for my new job my time two days ago. So wicked man, how's it? Um, how's yeah. it working out for you over there? You settled? Um, settled ish. <laughs> uh, it's I just, you know, five a.m. bus rides for like three hours, and then my apartment didn't have basic things that I thought it would have. So I've been like going back and forth to the store to get things like forks and spoons because oh, wow, bare essentials. <laughs> it's bare essentials, and it's like a thirty. So like a 30-minute trek. And the first day I was stupid and didn't bring my book bag. And that was a tough carry. Like literally just lugging two 10-kilo bags back in my hands for oh, a 30-minute walk. And then yesterday I brought my book bag. And so that 20 kilos was in the back. So it was a good amount of exercise. I got to show you up at some point. I was going to say, man, I'm, I'm probably one of the only people who looked, heard you speak and say, wow, that'd be a good workout. <laughs> Everyone else would be like, oh, that sounds awful. Hey, that sounds like a good workout, actually. <laughs> well, lifting buses does sound awful. 
<laughs> oh, it's not so bad. Um, thanks for joining us again, Dane. It's good to have you. And um, good to have all of you on here. As I said, How can I miss episode 50? Yes, it's crazy. I mean, I can't remember when we actually started. Um, it was last year. Was it... Um, was it last summer? Has it been since last summer or was it before that? I can't even remember now. Well, it's got to be before last summer, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been... Yeah, it's been it has, Yeah, it has been a long time, but um, I think we managed to um, do quite well, actually. Um, we hope you guys are still enjoy. <laughs> I can tell you that time in a moment. Oh, cool. <laughs> fair play, fair play. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been really, really good, guys, and we appreciate everyone who supported us. We've had some really, really cool um, comments over the last 50 episodes a lot of guys emailing and of course um i think the most um prominent one has been fonds so um fonds man you're the you're the man thanks for um supporting us all this time and thanks to everyone else so i um, think one of my favorite podcasts was with chin to be honest that was probably one of my favorite yeah chin was great man it'd be good to have chin back again and um, hopefully we get don on here at some point as well um and definitely rob as well that'd be great um, okay, guys. Episode fifty. Right. Um, let's um, let's get it on, girl. <clears throat> uh, let's start off with an um, appropriately awesome news story from Monday. Uh, the Last of Us remastered uh, tops the UK software charts. Uh, it's the fifth biggest launch of 2014 so far. Um, this is great news, guys. I mean, The Last of Us obviously a fantastic game, but it's also uh, platform exclusive, or at least the remastered version is on PS4 only, platform exclusive. Uh, the fact that it's top of the charts is great. Um, there's, in terms of competition, there hasn't really been that many major new releases, but you know, in the UK, you've got things like Call of Duty and FIFA, which are always in the top 10, or sometimes the top 5 in that case. So it's kind of cool to see um, that a game like this has gone straight to the top. So I'm really pleased about that. Um, we don't know how much it's actually sold, term, you know, as in raw figures, but um yeah it's done great so i'm really pleased about this i've actually just started the game myself so um i haven't really had time to kind of digest for new features yet but um i did play left behind which was my first time through it and the just the frame rate alone wow the difference is fantastic seriously so um yeah um i'm guessing most of us have played this game so uh ben let's start with you the last of us remastered top of the charts good stuff eh yeah that's really good i've actually purchased it myself but I haven't really played it yet. But yeah, it, it is amazing the fact it got there twice. Yeah, I, I was yeah. surprised the first time it came out. I know it's a big game and height, but it's not the type of game I expect to be at the top of the charts. Really. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's not. Um, you know, it's a platform exclusive, and it's also it's not like FIFA or Call of Duty, you know, or a movie tie. And you don't really see, you know, a new IP as well. So yeah, but um, it, it did um go to the top when it launched on PS3 last year. So that's great. Um, cool, man. Uh, Tim, how about you? What do you think? Well, it's great, right? Because at this point, really, like, especially with how it's been in uh, since the last generation, anything that Naughty Dog creates essentially becomes like top-notch material. Yeah, and it's literally no matter what. But what's actually a little unfortunate about this is that there isn't anything on the market presently that counteracts the fact that a remake game is making the highest success right now. Yeah, that's a good point, actually, yeah. So it's great that the game is doing well, because I love it, and I'm personally on my way to platinuming it a second time. Nice. <laughs> uh, also, Survivor difficulty, stupid fun. I mean hard. I mean fun. But <laughs> Oh, wicked. Uh, um, it's crazy. Like, you don't have the HUD. You, don't have, uh, you, can't, like, uh, you can't see your health. 
you can't use the listening the whole time. Plus, oh, everything wow. is like almost one hit crazy, and it's fun. Uh, but the yeah, it, it's a little jarring that the 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 market for the PS4 especially is like even though there's a lot of there's a there's a, a vast variety of games. Uh, there's nothing out there that can almost touch something that was potently popular last gen. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I think the only um, I suppose the only thing that on PS4 that kind of comes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, it must be a bit tired today. That comes Why are you to... the one yawning? I, should be I don't know. I'm no only idea. allowed to yawn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing that comes close to it is probably um, Infamous Second Son in terms of, um, you oh, know, sure. yeah, but um, obviously, you know, I am playing that, so I couldn't comment at all. But um, I know that Glenn, Glenn really enjoyed that game. Yeah. Wait, but I, I see wait, what you mean. You haven't played Second Son? I haven't played it, no. Bad, bad Mike. It, yeah, it's I know. Okay. I know. <laughs> I got okay. Mike beat because we're talking about The Last of Us, and I'm wearing a Last of Us remastered uh, T-shirt that I bought a couple days ago. No, and and I have not even played the game. So <laughs> shit, man! Bonus points for that. Uh, well, it was <laughs> it's ten bucks. I'm like, it's a sweet That's deal. Weird. Where'd you get so, it from? Uh, there's this, in Seoul, there's this place, this area called Yongsan, and it has, like, a gaming area, and there's, one of the stalls just had the shirt, and I'm like, it's $10, go to town, it's a gaming shirt for $10, I mean, it's hard enough to find gaming shirts anywhere, so I'm like, (laughs) why not, or good gaming shirts, I I should say, but it's a really hilarious design. Because it's uh, it's just a basic sketch of the two characters, um, and like by sketch I mean as if it was like um, like you're in like high school, <laughs> like it's it's like a comicy type sketch, like a really basic co- kids comic type sketch. Uh-huh. But it's just it's just iron- irony is not the word I'm looking for. Tim's the the lit guy. He could tell me the proper word, but the fact it says remastered on it, but yet the graphics are like the complete reverse is what makes the shirt just comical. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, you have to take a snapshot of that. I'm actually curious. I I should. I will do that. I'll take a snapshot of it as I uh as I wake up. So <laughs> Cool, man. Well, I guess, I guess you don't have anything to add on the um, story there. Obviously, you haven't played it. <laughs> I am Actually, I do have a uh, – my take on it is I am happy that I waited because I okay. knew this was going to happen. Mm. Um, ever since I've started living in Korea a couple of years ago and uh, doing the whole trophy thing, um, I've noticed this trend with games and it's like big popular game comes out. DLC comes out with it. Eventually, there's an Ultimate Edition. And now we're getting remastered versions, which are basically Ultimate, Ultimate Editions. So I just knew, I like, that's why I didn't buy The Last of Us, is because I knew there was going to be DLC. And then the whole remastered uh, RD remake, whatever True. trend was happening. And I'm like, well, then it's just going to come out on the PS4. And then looks what happens on the PS4 with everything. So I'll just wait a little bit, and when I got my PS4, I'll pick up The Last of Us, and I've saved myself 40 bucks. Or it could be free by then on PS Plus. Who knows? Nice, man. Very, very um, wise thinking on your part there. Cool. Uh, well, let's move on. It's funny, actually. I'm um, Speaking of remastered, and this is, um, this is uh, a favorite of mine. 
Uh, Resident Evil HD Remaster was announced uh, this past week for PS4, PS3, and of course Xbox uh, One and Xbox 360. Uh, this is a high-definition version of the GameCube uh, remake of Resident Evil 1, which was released in 2002. And just so you know, I'm not actually reading off the story here because I know everything off by heart. How sad is that? Um, not literally word by word, but, you know. Um, yeah, so apart from the HD graphics and stuff, you've got um, you've got improved sound. You've got a new control scheme, which is where you can... It's uh, not the tank control scheme. It's where you um, you actually push the direction you want to go, unlike the tank and stuff, where you have to turn and then push up or whatever for those you oh. can I plan to play the old games. Um, oh, thank you. Oh, yes. So, oh, yeah. those old controls make me so angry. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah. But- oh, that's half the fun of it. That's half the fun <laughs> of the old one. I get it, but I can't get past it. Like, I totally respect the fact that the, the difficulty in controls makes the whole thing even more tense, but I just can't get I can't do it. Yeah, there you go. So um, for, all, for those of you guys who didn't... Um, couldn't take to those tank controls, then they've got you covered. Um, you can also... Um, there's also a widescreen option... Um, which is pretty cool, but um, <laughs> stop laughing, man! <laughs> I'm I'm not even I'm not even yawning, and I woke up at four o'clock in the morning for this. I know, I know, it's just crazy. I've been so I was so tired yesterday. It's just after a week of getting up at five every day and training in the morning and stuff. It, it really was. You, know, you know what you need? You need some nice Kona Blend Java Monster. Is what you need. I do. Yes, I don't even know what that is, but it sounds awesome. That is, we're not actually sponsored by them, but I'm doing a shout out to Monster because this coffee splice thing is really good, and Max would be proud. They, <laughs> they also do one that splices with tea. Tea, really? Yeah. There you go. It's the, oh, oh, you'll be all over that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Monster Rehab with stilled tea and lemonade and energy. It's weird. And energy. <laughs> yeah. And energy. Cool. Oh, dear. Oh, I want to yawn now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, <laughs> I don't know how we got from resin to lemonade and tea, but whatever, yeah. So, um, yeah, um, obviously, guys, I'm uh, PSU's resident, uh, resident, uh, resident evil aficionado. Uh, so, um, ha, 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 see what I did. Resident there. evil resident. Yeah. <laughs> so, um you know, I was uh, really made up about this. Um, this is a great game. This really, this is just the quintessential survival horror experience. So, um, this is going to be great. I recommend anyone who hasn't played uh, the original games to try this out. Um, uh, how about the rest of you guys? Um, what do you think of this? Uh, let's start with you, Dane. Um, obviously, you're with me on Resident Evil. You're a big Resident fan. Well, if viewers remember our. Uh... Halloween special we did last year. Yep. Um, they would remember that I loved the story for the first three games, but I hated the, but I prefer the the action of the the later three. Honestly, I never yep. played the remake on the GameCube because I never had a GameCube. Ah, oh, right. Um, many many like, didn't. Yeah. <laughs> many didn't, and I I had a friend who had a GameCube, and I watched him play it, and I was kind of like, meh about it. Um, I personally would rather have them just remade the whole game because uh, to me it just feels like a cheap cash-in. I mean, it's just the, the graphics are a little better if that's all it is. It's just a cheap cash-in to me. Um, and it shows how bad financially Capcom are that they're just going to fancy up a game from when did it come out? 2000? 2002 it's 12 years old and they're just gonna fancy it up i mean will i play it of course because i'm a fan and it has trophies 
I'll play mm. anything for trophies. I'll play <laughs> Hannah Montana for trophies. I, I haven't have it down for that one, but I, I just know. have it. Well, here's the thing, Tim. I've had this. Uh, I've said many times in the past in many ways that if someone mails me Hannah Montana, I will tape myself platinum that for them. I'm so um, tempted to buy you it. I really am. <laughs> and I'll I'll tape record it so like on my phone, just me platinum in it, and then bam, there you go. It's like a, on YouTube, uh, YouTube or whatever. But uh, I'll play anything for for trophies, and so um, I mean, I am disappointed that it's not like a whole redo because I was ho- I'd hope that one, two, and three would come out like completely remade as like some type of trilogy set. Uh, that would be that. my that would be my big fantasy. But of course, that yeah. costs a lot of money and we know Capcom doesn't have money <laughs> yeah I um, I was going to say I should have actually add, um, added that to um, my part up there I at the same time while I you know obviously I'm a big fan of a game I just wish they would put, I wish they would remake Resident Evil 2 fully as in properly remake the game you know I think that would be um, people have been asking that for years and I think you know instead of all these re-releases and HD upgrades I really wish they would just remake Resident Evil 2 um, but um, there we go. I suppose at least I think they're testing to see where they want to take the series. And if this does well, then they're probably twig that people do want the survival horror style, the classic survival horror style back. Not necessarily the controls, just the type of, um, you know, the um, the more puzzle oriented stuff. Not so much. Um, I'd be more you know, into it up. if they release one, two and three together. If they re up the graphics on on all three of them, because I mean, Devil May Cry did it. Uh, Devil May Cry they released one, two, and three as like a trilogy set, um, like the same way. And so if they did it with Resident Evil one, two, and three, I'd be more game for that because it's like a collection. Yeah, not that... just sixty bucks for one game. And then what yeah. do you do with two and three? If they did that, yeah, that would be. be um... That would probably actually that would cost a lot to do that because obviously they're all uh, two and three are PlayStation games. They haven't been updated since the PlayStation One, so they'd have to completely remake it from the ground up, and that would take a lot. With Devil May Cry, all they did was just take a PS2 game and give it um, upscale it to HD, I believe. So, um, well, that, that's what I mean. Like, I yeah. mean, because uh, that's what Sony did with the God of War stuff. Like, yeah. One and- it was is the same. So just make the the ja- the jagged edges of the PS One a little more smoother, and then there you go. Wow, uh, go they, to town. they've um, probably actually. I think they've done that loads of times. They really released Resident Evil Two and Three on the um, the Dreamcast and the GameCube, and they you know they were smoother and everything like that. So I think really, what if they if they were going to do anything, they probably have to remake them properly because they've been redone so many times in the past. Those games, but what they really need is a proper remake. As in, right from the ground up. I seriously think that, that that's because they're not going to. They've re-released those games so many times. I don't think anyone would want. I think people would rather want a proper remake or nothing at all because they can just get them on the PC. If you want smoothed edges, smoothed edges, edges, and all that kind of stuff, just get them on the PC or the Dreamcast or the GameCube. Hell, I reckon the PSN versions are probably. Um, you could probably smooth the edges out. Well, on do that. on the. I, mean, I think Tim would agree with me. There's no trophies though. Need your trophies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Considering that Sony patented that thing a while back where they could literally put trophies on whatever they wanted, why not? Why not put them on those old games? Why not make the edges a little less jaggy? Give it a little bit more of a like a modern flair without putting a lot of work into it, and then say, "Hey, uh, here's a trophy for touching the joystick." 
and you get money. <laughs> I do it. Hell yeah. Hell, the, um, I guess the only right. benefit would be they could go look. You can now play Resident Evil Two in 4K resolution because you know you you got so little pixels you can just add the resolution to whatever the hell you feel like. Yeah. Wow, that'd be quite. <laughs> Bump it up, make it all blurry, and make it. Yeah. Uh, what about the rest of you? What about the other two, uh, Ben and Tim? Um, what do you think of Resident Evil remake? Are you likely to play it at all? Uh, well, I wanted. I actually sought after those games on the GameCube just because they looked so good. Yeah. And like, you know, the, you know, we've had this conversation before the GameCube is way more powerful than the games gave it credit for. Yeah. Uh but um I really wanted to get it, but I don't really know what kept me from it. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know. I couldn't find it, I guess. Uh and then whenever I found it it was either like too much money for me to justify or I was broke. So <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. I would talk up to bad luck, but right now I would definitely be more prepared for it. Cool, man. Cool. Uh, how about you, Ben? I'm quite tempted. I'm surprised you're not fighting to try and get the Japanese PS2 collector's edition, though. Because they announced some collector's editions of it as well. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I, I didn't um, read up on those properly. What, what comes uh, with I it? didn't read up. I just saw a couple of pictures of them. They look pretty cool. I think it's I think it's a star's... Um, like a star's book. I think or you something get a pen like as well. Yeah. Um, no Ooh, figure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's a limited print. I think it's a thousand printed or something like that. All oh, right. And it's getting a that's get, it's getting a physical release yeah. as well. I think in Japan. Um, on, on yeah, PS3, on PS3 anyway. only. Yeah, but there we go. Cool. Um, okay, moving on now. Um, uh, ne- uh, this is another new game announcement, um, which was rumored for a while. That is uh, Assassin's Creed Rogue. Um, this is the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 uh, entry in the series for this year. And if someone would, it, um, someone have you believe it would be the last one as well for those consoles. Uh, this is um, going to take place between 1754 and 1756 during a period known as the Seven Year War. Uh, and you play as actually you play as an assassin turned Templar called Shea Patrick Cormac, and he's uh, you visit uh, locations around North America. Uh, it's going to have um, naval combat and land combat, so pretty much like Assassin's Creed Three and Four, and it's also going to tie into those storylines, uh, specifically the Kenway storyline. And I think that um, Haytham is going to be in it as well, who was um, obviously. Um, well, spot, spot. I'm sure people have played Assassin's Creed 3 by now. I have a, uh, Connor's father from Assassin's Creed 3. Um, it's also going to have a collector's edition as well. Uh, but interestingly, there's no multiplayer for this one. This is single player only. Um, I'm not too bothered about that at all because Assassin's Creed was always a single player experience first and foremost. Even though I did like the multiplayer, it was pretty cool. Um, it's due out on November 11th. Um, so yeah, another Assassin's Creed. I know this is quite a. Um, I know there's a lot of people on PSU who aren't fans of Assassin's Creed. I'm not one of them, obviously, because I do like the series. <laughs> um, Tim, let's start with you because I think you're. Um, I think you're a fan of the series, from what I remember. Uh, what do you make of this? I'm one of those. I'm a. I'm a fence fan. Uh, okay. It, it, like. <sighs> Especially with Rogue, especially. Mostly because like the whole presence of it seems more like, hey, uh, you can do some more open world stuff. Rather than it being like a... I, and I don't know, I guess I don't know enough about it, maybe. It would yeah. be my problem. But it, the, the release trailer for it was very like, hey, 
uh, here's another game coming out for people who don't have PS4s, rather than a game that's like paramount to the whole experience. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, kind of like um, kind of like they just sort of uh, well, we should really make another game for those who do have a, a next gen console, so we just chuck this together, kind of thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I don't know. I I don't. I, I'm not really sure where I got this information either, but I was of the impression that uh, um, uh, I'm guessing this is what was going to be uh, Assassin's Creed Comet, right? Yeah, apparently, yeah. Um, uh, no reference to Comet in this, but yeah. Uh, Comet was rumoured as far back as March, I think, and they mentioned uh, the information on Comet, though, is different to the information that we now know to be confirmed in Rogue, because they mentioned that um, they mentioned it would be um, they'd have um, Adewale, I think it's uh, yeah, Adewale. Adewale, yeah. Um, he would be I think it was meant to be him being like a captain of a ship or something, and you play as him or you play as someone who betrayed him or something like that. Yeah, um, I felt like that that part of that story, that kind of story would be a lot more palpable yeah. than what they're doing now. It seems more like it's going to be a little bit of filler with a little bit of justification regarding uh, being connected to other games. Yeah, yeah, that did sound good, Comet did, to be fair. Yeah, but um, apparently he's got to be in it, though, um, Adewale, uh, along with Haytham. But um, yeah, I have no idea what his role is going to be. But yeah, um, that, uh, com- yeah that was the comment details. Um, they did something okay. good. Yeah. Um, anything else to add, Tim? Nah. Cool. Nah. Cool, man. Um, ben, how about you? I, I want to say, wait till next year. <laughs> wait till next year. Wait till next year. And then you'll see the same game on PS4. There it is. <laughs> you know, it'll yeah, it'll be. It'll, I can agree with that. It'll be Assassin's Creed. What was it again? I've forgotten the name. Rogue. 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 HD remaster, like when Lib- Liberation was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There they did do Liberation. 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 For, um, yes, <laughs> that should <Yeah>. be. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah I, I, they they've already done it before, so I don't think they'll yeah. not do it again. They'll, they'll make too yeah. much money. You know. They'll just go. Yeah, I reckon yep. you're right. Definitely. Yeah, but it won't be as fast, I don't think, as Liberation was, because that was pretty fast, in my opinion. Well, yeah. the port. So, yeah, uh, I guess it was, yeah. Yeah, that felt like a cop. Uh, but I can see them waiting until, say, August. No, actually, that's too uh-huh. late. Uh, July. And have the DLC. The next summer. Yeah, and have the DLC with it. Right. Yeah, because it is getting DLC as well. Well, it's got it? its own season pass, so. Yeah. Oh, is it? All oh, right. Oh. No, they might uh, even announce it at E3 next year. All of the season yeah. passes. So mm. if, you, if you want all that Assassin's Creed content, you got to buy two season passes and two games. God, man, I'm going to be broke after this. I've already ordered the most expensive version of Assassin's Creed Unity, which has got that awesome figurine of um, Arno on the guillotine. And now uh, Assassin's Creed Rogue has got a collector's edition as well, which I may have to order. See? All <laughs> of the money. Yeah. And that is yeah, why I say exactly. get one or the other. All the, mm. all the squids. All, all of the, the squids. squids. Actually, Tim, that reminds me, Tim, because you're actually lined up to review Unity. So um, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to take Rogue if I can, if you don't mind. <laughs> no, go knock yourself right out. <laughs> Thanks. It's funny we're just sure, discussing this get, online. <laughs> on discussing it with the reviews editor too. I give you the vote of confidence. Yeah, I'm oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that put me but, down for that day. <laughs> no worries. Just uh, email it to me because I probably won't remember. Cool, man. Because I'm Cheers. so tired. But this one, yeah, um, over to you, I'm, actually, I'm actually excited about this one after I looked it up because you said Seven Years' War and yeah. 
Canada, we don't call it the Seven Years' War. We call it the French and Indian Wars. Oh, we, that's we what call it, is. it Okay. That's what it is. Uh, yeah, Tim knows it now. Tim's like, what, yeah. what the hell yeah, is the Seven that's, Years' that's War? That's how it's... Uh, yeah, that's what it's called here. Yeah, so because to me it's more interesting because Canada could be in it. Like I don't know where the locations are yet. I forget if you said where the locations are, but uh, North, it's only mentioned North America at the moment. North America. Yeah. So there's you know stuff could be happening in Canada, which would get me interested, especially because um, my town. Uh, is named after one of the principal generals or commanders in this war on the British side. So uh, that could be some sweet fan service for me uh, if he's in the game. Lord Jeffrey Amherst, because I was born and raised in Amherst, Nova Scotia. Oh, nice. Shout out there. So if he's in the game, I'll be like, sweet Pick deal. Pick Jeffrey. <laughs> I, I, would, I would actually probably buy it new. Um, and then buy it on the PS4. So <laughs> when that's, the, that's, that's, that's the only way they would get the money out of me um, for an Assassin's Creed game, because otherwise it's just like Uncharted with swords and too much climbing and everything for my taste. But <laughs> I, I can't stand the climbing, man. It's Uncharted's fun, but it's just half the game is just climbing. Right. So it's just classic like, Assassin's Creed. Don't you like scaling those awesome um, towers and everything though? And looking over, and diving no, into the it, it, it gets boring after the first time. Oh, so oh. I'm like, I'm done. Sorry, I, I'm sorry, man. I'm not a gra- <laughs> I'm not a graphics whore. So I uh, I'm like, yay, this looks great, and then I'm done. So because yeah, because that's why. This one's get me excited because it's like it could be in Canada. It could be something I related to um, compared to the other bunch of games where I don't care about Italy. No offense to the Italians who are listening. Um, do not, do not this my country. Right? Well, <laughs> except for the... Mamma mia! Except for the... Hey, Amezio, do not say that about Italia. <laughs> Although I will say that, hey, it's me, your Uncle Mario. That one was pretty Spaghetti. cool. That was, uh, that was a good, good shout out to uh, the Mario Brothers. But other than that, yeah. So, but That's it'll be nice. good. I, I the other thing I like about this game is you could be like the antagonist because, like you said, you're uh, assassin turned Templar. Yes. And it'd be like I'll be honest, I'm still behind. I'm still on Brotherhood. Um, so as far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm going to say Tim because you're the trophy guy or, um, but it's, it's just all from the assassin's point of view and it just seems to be like one sided, like they're the best, the Templars are evil, kill the Templars, like there's no other side of it. And I mentioned Tim because the trophies you'd have played through everything and got through all the stories and all that stuff. So you can correct me if I'm wrong. It's a little like that. that. A liberation is a little bit kind of like uh, equalizing because okay. it, kind of, it kind of romanticizes the Templar side a little. It doesn't go too far into it, but it, it kind of gives a, like a stepping stone into like, what the intentions are behind the Templars rather than it just being this like, blind devotion to crazy science and taking over the world. Of course! So they're not just evil, evil. <laughs> That's yeah. good to know. So we'll see... Uh, but either way, if Canada's in this one, I'm going to cheer for them, even if they're on the Templar side. <laughs> Simple as that. Cool, man. That's all right. Okay. Um, thanks for the input there, guys. Uh, now we're moving on to another um, 
Uh, we've had a lot of delays, guys, of games being pushed into 2015, and the latest one to be delayed, uh, much uh, sadly, is Evolve, which has been pushed back to February of next year. Um, its reason uh, is just to simply afford more development time, so it's made um, it's polished as possible when it's uh, when it launches, like most other games. Um, it's a shame. I'm actually um, surprised because I played this game a few weeks ago at 2K, and it was in great form, I thought. Um, it, it seemed, you know, it was going to be out in, I think, it, oh, I can't remember its original release date. It was like September or October. Um, I and think it, it really was October played 9th last night. October, yeah. Uh, thanks, Ben. And um, it played really, really well. Uh, check out my preview, by the way, if you haven't, guys. <laughs> Just do a quick search. And it, was, right. it was really, really good fun. And um, so I was a bit, um, I'm a bit disappointed about that. Um, but it's because it plays so well already, then I think the extra like um, six months or so development time or whatever it is, that would probably, I mean, it just, uh, if it plays that well now, then it makes me wonder how, you know, what they're going to do to it between now and then. So it's, you know, it's a good thing, obviously. It's just a shame that we have to wait a few more months for it. But it was definitely, um, definitely a game to watch out for. It's, um, it would be the whole dynamic of uh, working as a team, um, against another human player who's playing as a monster, and vice versa, when you're the monster playing against other people, it's really, really cool. It's um, not just another, you know, cookie cutter co-op experience. So I actually really, really enjoyed it. But then again, I haven't played many co-op games, so it was kind of fresh to me in that sense. But I could just tell that it was it, it was definitely different to most other. From you know, I mean, obviously I'm a game journalist, so I, I look at other games and co-op games, and uh, this definitely seemed different to those. And it was re- it was really good fun. So. Um, this is definitely one to watch out for, so um, make sure you guys check this out if you can. Um, so, guys, Evolve, have we been keeping an eye on this at all? Let's start with you, Dane. Putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest, I, I, I feel sad saying this, considering what I do for the site, but I, I have not heard about this game or known <laughs> about it. I, I didn't until I really played it. I didn't know nothing about it until I played it. <laughs> Um, but I guess I will, I'll talk about it in a different light is, um, yeah, there's a lot of games that are getting pushed back like continuously. And I, I don't like that trend and I don't know why it keeps happening. Um, maybe they just think gamers are going to put up with it because we supposedly are getting a better product, but I mean, like how, what's happening behind the scenes with all of these games that they don't know problems are happening like look at the watchdogs i mean that was supposed to come out at one point and then what is it like what was it eight months a year later it finally came out and I it was still lame it's still and i've not even played that yet but that's because i don't buy new games um so it's just this this trend which i don't like um and correct me if i'm wrong but it just seems to be western developers who seem to have this problem and i don't get it. is evolve a western developer uh yes it's turtle take rock two studios. isn't it yeah it's turtle rock studios who did left for dead so yeah they are um uh a western studio yeah and i just it's just interesting that the western studios keep having these problems majority i'll just say i'll say the majority have these problems with release dates but the japanese ones seem to get their their act together out on time and don't have as many problems or bugs or whatever. Now that could be because they're not as complex. Like for example, Persona 5 coming out later this year as an RPG is not as complex as say Skyrim, which was probably the buggiest game in 
the existence of mankind because of the open world concept of it. So maybe that's the reason why these things are happening. But it's 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 just kind of like we're coming to the point where it's like, oh yeah, they say this. I'm like, yeah, I'll I'll believe it when it happens. And then everyone thinks a year later, like it's just add plus one to whatever (laughs) they say is is to me what it's coming down to now. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. Um, I can understand um, uh, where you're coming from with that, to be honest. It is, um, I mean, there have been a, there's been a lot of games that have been delayed, like I said, so it's been a right pain in the ass, to be honest. But um, I, I just hope that it is. I really hope it's worth it. I really, really do. But I think in this case, I think, I, I'm quite confident as I played the game that it's definitely going to be, definitely going to be a good one. Um, you should try and um, read up on it, uh, Dane, if you can sometime. And see what the fuss is about. Um, Tim, how about you? I hadn't heard about Evolve until E3. And then I heard the name, that's it. But what I really liked conceptually about this game is that you can have one person who is the boss, like the boss of the, the whole like, event that you're doing, and have four other players fighting against him. So you can be the boss rather than having to fight the boss. Uh, I wouldn't say that that's like super game-changing, but it's different enough to be separate from what everyone else is doing. So I can be, I'm definitely on the boat for wanting Evolve. Yeah, I can definitely say that playing is the monster because I played, played as the Kraken, who was a new monster they showed off that week. It's, it, it really is, um, it changes the dynamics of the game a lot compared to when you're on the, um, the Hunter team, as they're known, with four different types of characters. It's, um, it, it is a, it's a real blast because um, you have to like... Um, I won't go into it too much, but you, you have to, as well as obviously um, trying to dispatch the other team, you have to like grow by eating uh, the local um, wildlife and everything so you get more powerful. Oh. And then you can, if you reach a certain stage, you can destroy their generator, which basically you win. If you kill them, obviously, or you win. But you can also destroy their generator at their main base because it's like a main hub there. And if you destroy that, then you win. So um, there's a lot kind of like... Um, it's, it's more than just like going around on a rampage, destroying everything with like lightning attacks or whatever. So um, yeah, it is good fun, man. I actually I lost sadly. <laughs> I got the theme, but apparently yeah, but apparently I did quite well. So the developer said, but apparently um, I reckon he was just being polite. Um, ben, how about you? I think I'm the only one who's kind of disappointed in this game. Really? I don't know. It looks like a game that will be fun, yes, but also at the same time. I don't think it's going to be worth full price. I really don't. Yeah, it, the the uh, the intrigue of it will probably die pretty quickly because the 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 difference in focus it might seems a little gimmicky in the sense that it won't be as uh, uh, long lasting as a lot of other new ideas. Well, one thing people are worried about is the um, amount of like different monster types you can play. As apparently there isn't, there aren't going to be that many. So um, that's that's got me a bit. I concerned. think it's about four but, they talked about at launch. Yeah, but um, obviously day. this is a game that's going to be supported extensively by post-launch. I imagine. Thing is, so, the um, thing is, yeah. will it keep you interested in, enough for the post-launch stuff to come out? That's the question. I can't answer that. All I can say is I enjoyed what I played, but then again, it was just two hours. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's all I can say. I love what I played. We'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Um, but there we go. Yeah, like six monsters. That's really hard to keep people interested for like you know a month or two, let alone like six months when probably the first round will show up for DLC. Yeah. 
That'd be um, rough. Maybe that's why well, you never know. Maybe that's why it's getting delayed. We're adding more mon- adding more monsters to it. You know, more proper, um, huge, uh, much more content to it. Maybe they think that um, but there's not enough in the. Um, there wasn't going to be enough in it from day one, so they could be adding more. That's so, true. That's, I hope um, so. so hopefully, yeah. You never know. Um, it sounds like or it's maybe me, they're announcing the Wii U port. Or they're announcing my inheritance as a monster. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be he is the monster. monster. <laughs> he walks out insta win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Um, let's. He comes in wielding two buses like... on each arm. <laughs> <laughs> two on each arm. That's under. That's undersizing his abilities. <laughs> oh god, you guys kill me. Um, now um, this. this... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Without a rocket launcher. A rocket launcher, yeah. Um, and maybe a volcano. Or a volcano. <laughs> yeah. No, volcanoes don't even kill... Uh, what's his name? They won't kill Mike. Yeah. Wesker? Wesker. <laughs> yeah, they don't kill Wesker. They won't kill Mike. Chris! Sorry, yeah, Wesker needed, bad. like, a double rocket launcher decapitation maneuver. To the face, yeah. To the face. <laughs> Somehow they don't explode on impact. That's yeah. how epic it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh god um back onto the uh, topic now of remasters um we have um sleeping dogs definitive edition for ps4 and xbox one which is due out on october 14th um it's um as dane was talking about um these kind of things earlier it does uh include all of the um dlc of the critically acclaimed last gen hit with a host of tweaks and upgrades made possible by PS4 and Xbox One. Um, it also includes um, a 25, uh, sorry, 28-page art book uh, for those who pre-order, jam-packed with concept art and directional dire- uh, directorial direction. Sorry, <laughs> I was going to say directional direction there. That wouldn't have made much sense. Um, but yeah, uh, apparently Square Enix haven't, um, Enix haven't actually announced this yet, um, but it's um, been confirmed by an Amazon listing. But I'm pretty sure I read that they had because this is the uh, earlier article, so it's probably been already confirmed. But anyway, it is definitely coming. It's been confirmed. They got the whole. I'm looking at the whole. Uh, the uh, marketing material here. So yeah, that's October 14th. Um, I haven't actually played this game at all, so I imagine this would be a perfect time to. Um, this is kind of, kind of like a target these this game is going for those who haven't actually played the game at all and they get some bonus content or obviously if you're a fan maybe get this game again for ps4 but yeah uh i um i'm interested in this game it seems really really good um i can't remember who reviewed it for us uh give me one uh, second i could tell you it was adam was it was it adam adam diggity diggity yeah uh adam diggity dog yeah he uh he really liked this from what i remember so um i think yeah, awesome. So um, I, I I wouldn't mind checking this out. Um, guys, anyone here who's played it at all? Anyone interested? Uh... I'm sold. I'm getting that. Okay, cool. So that that game uh, paid for my PS Plus this past year. So because I I had this feeling it was going to come on PS Plus, and I waited off buying it, and then it came on PS Plus, and I was in Japan last year. Uh-huh. Paid it right off, and I got it almost platinumed. Oh, wicked! So. Man. Uh, I just love that game um, to death, and I can't wait. And I'll even if I get it on the PS4, I'll probably buy the uh, the DLC for it on the PS3, anyways, just because of how much fun it was. Is it um? So, is it like a Yakuza type game? It's kind of like think. Did you ever play the old true crime games? Um, I didn't, but I do know of them. My brother yeah. had um one of them. I think it might have been. Like, 
I like like origi- originally it was supposed to be like a true crime sequel, oh, like yeah, true crime Hong yeah, Kong, yeah. but then they switched it up. So the best way I could describe it is think of it like Yakuza meets um, Assassin's Creed and, oh, or something it? like that. Because it's just like one of those free core Parker type games where you're just oh. climbing things, but you're a cop. So, oh yeah, um, you're an undercover cop, aren't you? From what you're I'm an undercover right. cop. So it's like it's like the Departed, or or stuff like that. Oh, so if you like one of those undercover type movies, it's really good. And like I was in Japan and I couldn't stop playing it. And it's like I could either do stuff in Japan or I could play this game. And I just decided to play that game. So that's how much fun I had with it. Yeah, who needs to um, bang those hot Japanese chicks when you can play Sleeping Dogs, eh? Exactly. <laughs> cool man well that's awesome um how about the rest of you guys um ben day one i can't wait day one well actually i won't be buying it day one because i'm gonna be too short money but if i had the money it'd be day one have you played the original yeah i love the original as well so damn man i've been missing out (laughs) yeah i'm sure it was on plus for us as well at one point yeah i I only just i only got plus um with the um ps uh vita and that was only recently so i probably missed out on all this um yeah man yeah, I, well, I didn't really have much space on my PS3, so I didn't really, couldn't really af- um, afford to like download all these games and stuff because I still have the si- still have the sixty gigabyte launch model. Wow, if you can Gross. believe that. I upgraded my yep. sixty gig hard drive though when I got when well before mine broke to five hundred. Yeah, I think um, pretty much most of the Western Hemisphere upgraded as well, although I didn't for some reason. <laughs> um, cool, man. Well, um, you'll get. Um, how about Tim? Can we do a hat trick here? Are you interested, Tim? Um, I'm a little interested. I didn't get a chance to play it on, uh, oh my god, we didn't get a chance to play it on PS3, and I remember seeing the trophy list wasn't too difficult, so I was motivated a couple times over for it. Uh Um, but one thing I wanted to bring up when it comes to these re-releases is I feel like this team behind, uh, Sleeping Dogs is going to be making more games for PS4, specifically, mostly because a trend that I've been seeing with PS4 now is... Uh, that a lot of companies are either coming out with games they've made or smaller games, and they're releasing them on PS4. And it seems like they're using these um, these older games to create a revenue that allows them to test the waters instead of trying to bring a new concept in with the new hardware so they can get a hold of the new hardware mm-hmm. for the new concepts. That makes that's sense. a smart idea. Yeah, I think that's that what Naughty Dog said, actually, Tim. The fact that what they did, that's why Last of Us got remastered, was because they were using the PS3 yeah, version to see what they can do with the PS4 version. Yeah, yep. yeah, definitely. And I'm actually, they... I actually really, I, I kind of like that they do that. And at the same time, and you know, this is going back to what we said with Last of Us Remastered, uh, but uh, considering that there are so many more um, non-PlayStation fans, uh, non-PlayStation um um, uh, dedicated in the PS4 generation now. Like you know, a lot of people jump ship from Xbox 360 to PS4. I know probably about six or seven people on my own. You know, and I'm sure there's a, a, de- a decent amount. I know I've seen reports about Sony talking about it. So uh, they're giving the incentive to newcomers to have a bi- have the ability to play these old games that were really good and people really swooned for on the PS3 uh, on the PS4. So that you have the so you have the ability to uh, like it kind of works all together. You, you're appealing to newcomers. You're appealing to people who can't get enough of the game, yeah. and you're giving yourself an opportunity to make revenue in order to experiment, all for the greater good. That makes sense to me. Yeah, 
definitely. Well, you're then, yeah. And then trophy whores like us, Tim, <laughs> get to redo all those platinums. Yep. Uh, I, I, I'm actually a little regretful of uh, The Last of Us Remastered uh, Platinum just because I have to go through the multiplayer again. And that's somewhere around 150 matches. Oh, oh God. Really? Do you know yeah, if I, um, on, on the Remastered Edition, do you have to go through all of the difficulties one by one again? You didn't have to go through all the difficulties one by one on the PS3 version. You didn't? I thought you had to. There was actually an exploit on the PS3 version. You, you could probably still use it. Um, you'd update it normally uh, and then go through the game on hard. Yeah. Finish the game. And when, when you go to New Game Plus, play through the first chapter with, uh, the, uh, with the daughter and just you know, before everything goes to hell. Uh, finish that chapter and then um, quit. Load up, uh, load up that chapter again. You can change. The, and, you, know, you have to, yeah. After you finish that chapter, turn off the game. And then go into your updates, your update information, and delete the game update for uh, Last of Us. So it's essentially like release version of the game. And then go into the game without updating and open up, uh, go to the chapter selection with your save and pick the first chapter that you did. It'll give you the option to go through um, uh, Survivor Plus on, yeah, go through Survivor Plus. So when you finish Survivor Plus, You'll also get the, all the difficulty trophies for the preceding difficulties and the plus ones. Got a little exploits like that, man. It saves yep. so much time. But I don't know. I, I don't know if it works on the PS3, but uh, PS4. But at the same time, you don't have to worry about it because you can start playing the game on Survivor. There you go. Nice. So it all works. Tim, the trophy king. Um, <laughs> See, Tim and I still haven't done our trophy podcast yet. I've been trying to get that done for like a year, and we still haven't sat down to do it. Actually, a little Sad teaser. Uh, one thing I'd like to know is how many Platinums do you have? How many Platinums do I have? I can mm-hmm. tell you, well, obviously less than you, because I'm not actually a Platinum hunter. I'm just a trophy hunter. Um, so I currently have 16 Platinums Okay. Of, out of 3,442 trophies. Okay, I've got one. Okay. <laughs> I have not. I like. I mean, I try. I I was doing platinums originally, but then I platinum front mission evolved. And for anyone who knows that game and the stories I talked about it on previous podcasts, that just killed me. I can't be a platinum hunter anymore because that game's like. I just spent forty hours on this really boring <laughs> multiplayer when I could have played three other games in that amount of time. Respect. So. Yeah, I have, like, most of my Platinums I get now are, like, Walking Dead style. There's just, like, no effort needed. <laughs> yeah, and that's then, what Or, or I dead. really, really love the game. Like, I'll do Mass Effect, because I really love that game. I want so, Mass Effect because I have two and three done. I, I have two and three. I got to get number one at some point, and I'm sure they're going to make a remastered edition on the PS4. They're going to bring out the trilogy. And I will buy it and Platinum all. Yeah. Wow, well, guys. I, um, sorry, but um, this is just too perfect to miss, not to miss, to miss out on. Um, mass, speaking of Mass Effect, uh, the uh, uh, trilogy's executive producer has left Bioware. Uh, this is moving on to our next story. Wasn't that just a great transition? Yes. <laughs> this is by our own Timothy Nunes. Um, a report from Game Informer, Game Informer indicates that Bioware has lost a keynote executive uh, producer this afternoon. This was written on the 7th of August. Uh, Casey Hudson, executive, executive producer 
to the Mass Effect trilogy and project director of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, today officially submitted his letter of resignation, which was published on the official Bioware website. Um, that should be a name familiar to anyone, obviously, who's played Mass Effect. I know that I've um, covered so many stories with this guy's name in. Um, really, really cool dude, actually. Uh, he did leave a note on why he's, um, well, his plans and everything. Uh, Hudson details his reason for leaving as an opportunity for now, uh, for leave now, but Bioware has new Mass Effect and Dragon Age Inquisition in place as prime for success, saying, I quote, Though there's never an easy time to make changes like this, I believe this is the best time for it. The foundation of our new IP in Edmonton is complete, and the team is ready to move forward into pre-production on a title that I think will redefine interactive entertainment. Development for the next Mass Effect game is well underway, with stunning assets and playable builds that prove the team is ready to deliver the best Mass Effect experience to date. And the Dragon Age Inquisition team is pushing the final touches on a truly ambitious title with some of the most beautiful visuals I've seen in a game. Uh, unfortunately, the resignation post doesn't cover what Hudson has in mind for the future, uh, but it's assumable he will, it, it is assumable that he will be, bring progress and growth wherever he goes. And good luck to you as well, Mr. Casey Hudson. Um, that's a shame that they lost such a prolific staff member. Um, he was a driving force behind the Mass Effect trilogy, but um, I think, um, obviously, Mass Effect um, 4 or whatever it's going to be called, that's, um, you know, that's a thing, as Don would say. It's coming along nicely, and the fact that this guy says it's um, he's confident it's going to be a great game that's that's uh, kind of like uh, nullifies some of my um, concerns that I had because obviously when someone like this leaves, you know, it's the same case with Norley Dog when Amy Hennig and those other guys left. You worry about you know the quality of the project in that case, Uncharted Four, but. Um, yeah, um, I think um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to worry too much. It's a shame that he's gone, but um, good luck to whatever he does next. Um, but um, since we were just talking about Mass Effect, I think we can all agree, you know, that was a fantastic trilogy of games. Brilliant. And yes, Dane, I really hope they do remaster it. In fact, I'm kind of surprised we didn't get an announcement already because I'm positive they're doing this. Um, so, uh, Dash, I think this would be a, a good, this, what you just mentioned would be a good way to uh, jump into Gamescom. Because I feel like the Mass yeah. Effect trilogy could be a uh, an announcement that they make official at Gamescom. You reckon? I do reckon. I hope so. I really, really do. I think um, it's um, been rumored for a long time now. Um, but yeah, my body is Reggie for this. I yeah. really want it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. My body is re- my body is Reggie as well. Your body is Reggie. Body is Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, guys, do you have anything to say on Casey Hudson at all, his departure from Bioware? Uh, ben, anything? Uh, not really. But I will say, I, I really doubt we'll see Mass Effect 1 and 3 at Gamescom. 1 to 3. You don't reckon? Yeah. Why is that? They'll, they'll be too busy pump, uh, pushing uh, Dragon Age, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. One of the early big games that hasn't been delayed, actually. So, uh, Maybe Bioware is just going to go epic and blow our, uh, blow our heads off with uh, Dragon Age and Mass Effect and their new IP. They'll just do like a triple-decker and just own the show. Well, <laughs> that would definitely, this would be the time to do it, that's for sure. Well, um, our topic of the week is actually Gamescom, so yeah, we might as well just uh, have a chinwag about Gamescom. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah I, knew, I knew you'd like that. So, yeah, so uh, guys, Gamescom, um, Sony specifically, what do we reckon we're going to see from them? Um, uh, let's, uh, well, to be honest with you, I've had trouble thinking of any um, thinking of stuff this year. I don't know why. I felt last year was a lot easier considering the PS4 wasn't out yet. But I don't know. I think um, I think there's a chance we might hear something on, um, hopefully on something on Quantic Dream, even if it's just a, a port of Beyond Two Souls, because that has been rumoured. And I, I still think we're going to see something to do with Gran Turismo 6 being on PS4. I don't know why. I just I I, I just have this feeling. I'm pr- I could be wrong. In fact, I've been wrong many, many times with these predictions. Woo! But there we go. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to think of a new... Um, I, would, I would love to say that we're going to see some Uncharted 4 stuff. Actually, you know, gameplay as in proper gameplay. But I just have a feeling that it might be too early. I think, if anything, we'll probably see something yet. Uh, the uh, well, what they call the spike um, VGAs or whatever they're called now, um, maybe another trait. Yeah, that's it. VGX, which well, we might... those are those are so garbage. Oh yeah, I know those they are. are. They are garbage. Worse than garbage. Yeah, they are worse, <laughs> worse than garbage. They are worse than garbage, but they also show a lot of good games, which is unfortunate. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So, um, too bad Jeff Kiley couldn't keep that one guy on his leash last year. Oh. <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, I know they're so bad that I just don't watch them at all because I just know they're that cringeworthy. But um, yeah, um, I, I think it's a bit too early for Uncharted. Um, for uh, I don't know, like there, there's a possibility. I feel like they might like pull out the like a very vague gameplay trailer because I think they I when they just before they launched, uh, um, what is it? Just before they launched uh, Uncharted Three. Yeah. They released that big gameplay trailer. Like a year before they launched it, they launched that big gameplay trailer, and it was at Gamescom. So this would be kind of like a, a pattern for them. So I, I feel like this would be a good time, like you know, much like a good opportunity for um, Bioware and EA to steal the show with their project. This would be a good one for uh, Naughty Dog to close shop and say, boom, also Last of Us Remastered. What, what I'm excited about with Gamescom the most, and now I've been – packing and moving the past week or so so correct me if i'm wrong but there's been no pre-gamescom show am i correct tim mike ben uh no no uh, no. It's just so that's why i'm that, that's why i'm excited about gamescom because like i wrote this last year like e3 is fun tgs is fun but they do these stupid pre-e3 pre-tgs events yeah. and it's like here's what we're doing and i'm like why do that i mean why not just do it at the show it takes away from the moment but gamescom hasn't really done it yet no. hopefully not and so when you're gonna when you're gonna see that game trailer or whatever it's fresh it's new and it's like, bam, and it makes the event memorable instead of like, hey, it's the PS4 in February, like three months before E3. So why do I care about E3 anymore? Because everything's already released. So uh, I can appreciate that. But at the same time, like, you know, we, like with, with us being uh, you know, in, in the nitty gritty of the, the gaming like, networks and all the uh, uh, what you would call journalism and gaming, we have the incentive to like be just in it. We that's how we present it. We we get our attention that way, and the uh, um, the uh, the companies, the developing companies, do it the same way. Like the the way to get like the most amount of people to a place to see your content is to say, hey, 
a week beforehand, this is going to be here. And then within the next week, you say, oh, by the way, this is going to be here. This is going to be here. That's how you get them there. And I, def- I definitely respect the fact that you would be more interested in Gamescom just because everything feels so spontaneous and you don't know what's coming. But you also get this, uh, with a lot of these bigger shows, you get this uh, sense of anticipation rather than just like a Christmas present. Well, at uh, least, I guess, mm. keep some secrets. I mean, like, oh, like for yeah. example... Like, um, when I was doing TGS last year, uh, Ernest and I were doing the pre-TGS show. And, like, a lot of those trailers and stuff used, well, they just reused them at TGS. And it kind of spoiled it. Because when I'm there with my buddy Daniel, we're doing the event, I'm like, well, I already saw this. And so, like, for example, they showed the Yakuza Ishin trailer. And what does Sega do? They rent out this big, giant theater for people to show the Ishin trailer. But they already did show it. So it's kind of like, oh, well, we've already seen this. What's so special? Then they show gameplay afterwards, which was like the topping. It was something fresh, which I'm, it, it just gives you a reason to go and stuff instead of just uh, – like because I have to or because it's E3 or because it's TGS. So I'm hoping they, they show something surprising, like something bam that's going to make it memorable. And I'm rambling now because I'm high off of Monster. I'm on my second can. Oh, I could do with some of that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely can appreciate that. I, I would like the, the, the intrigue of mystery, but at the same time, I would like the reason to go see it. So yeah, they, they, least, they could, there could be a little bit more balance between all the shows. Yeah, yeah I, I I agree with you, Tim, because it's like why go to the show if you it could be there could be nothing. So like why spend fifteen hundred bucks on a plane ticket to E three if there's going to be nothing there if you don't know what's happening? But you know, like we're saying, we're just complimenting each other. Have something in the reserves to just blow people's heads off. And yeah, rant. definitely. <laughs> you know, that's what. What was it? I think it was uh, E3 a year or two. Uh, well, before it came out on PS3, they, they didn't really announce what uh, Naughty Dog was making, but Naughty Dog said they were bringing out a thing, and it ended up being this this big gameplay release for this brand new game that we all know is The Last of Us, and it was this huge blowout. Yeah, I remember that, tra- that trailer because everybody was dumbfounded. It was a great trailer, too. Yeah, that uh, was awesome. And they let it up so nicely. And I just wish everybody else did it that way, where it said, like, there's going to be this, and we're, like, this team is bringing this, like, this, this concept. Not what it is, and not what, like, the, the nitty gritty of it, but, like, this thing is coming from this team. A little bit more, like, incentive. You know, like, like a team like Naughty Dog. Like, even if another, like, a bunch of other, uh, other developing teams are, like, opening for Naughty Dog. People are going to come for Naughty Dog, and then they're going to see all this stuff alongside, and it's all going to be you know, pretty cool because you know, all this stuff is going to be on the showroom floor. So like, there, there's a better way to do it than what they've been doing. And I think Gamescom is a little bit closer to it than uh, um, like E3 and TGS, but at the same time, Gamescom is a little bit more niche, whereas the others are a little bit more uh, streamlined, uh, mainstreamed. I'd love to go to Gamescom personally. Like I was telling some people like um, because my job situation was all up in the air for viewers that don't know this from behind the scenes. So I didn't know if I was going to be working in Korea or not come this fall. And so in my mind, I had all these other plans of what I'm going to do. And if I had to go back home to substitute teach, my plan was, well, let's just save a bunch of money 
and next year do a trilogy, do the do E3 Gamescom TGS in one year was the plan. Oh. Right now I'm working yeah, now, so I can't I can't do it. But I do want to go to Gamescom at some point, and because it's during summer vacation, at some point I'm going to see it, and it would be cool to hang out with Chin. From Tecmo Koei or Koei Tecmo, I still don't know what they call themselves. I think it's Koei Tecmo <laughs> I mean, now. Did it... Isn't it? Yeah, Koei Tecmo now. I feel bad because I'm like I'm doing all the reviews for them. I'm like, what the crap do I call them? Like, is it TK? Is it KT? Is it what? Because I don't even know. I think it's, I think um, it's KT now. Yeah, in Europe, but what is it in North America? Oh, no, I think it was KT um, for a while in North America. They only recently changed it in Europe. Though. I just call it Koei. Every time I just, just call, call it Koei. Who, who calls? Who cares about the Tecmo parts? Except for Dead or Alive. What do they have? So Extreme Beach offense. Volleyball. <laughs> hey, I own that game, even though I haven't played it. <laughs> it's the thought that counts, I suppose. I'm just, I'm just a DOA fan, so that's why I love Tecmo, Koei, Koei Tecmo, whatever. All the game series I love are by those companies. So... <laughs> what, what about uh, well? I guess uh, like going back to what uh, what's going to be coming from Gamescom. Like one thing I really feel like they're going to do is not exactly lower the cost of the PS4, but they're going to offer varied hard drives uh, where the size is relative to the cost. That'd be pretty. They cool. need it so much, man. The size of game downloads now with all this digital pushing is just crazy. You need a bigger hard drive to come like with it for those initial purchases. Yeah, I got the terabyte day one. I had it. I had it in my apartment before my PS4 came around, so I could. You do did it the video for us too. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that video. I'm like, man, that's so easy. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's a lot easier than it was on the PS3, but it was still it's still fairly easy on the PS3, but. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't want to do it. You know, I and it's fine. You know, some some people don't really feel like they want to do techie stuff, which is whatever. Uh, I so just, I feel like I, I feel like I'm gonna blow up my PS3 by accident trying to put in a, a <laughs> terabyte, tetrabyte, a TB hard drive, and I'm like, crap. Right, I respect <laughs> that because you know you spend four hundred dollars on it, and you accidentally do something wrong. You put your finger in the wrong place, and something snaps. Game over. You know, things can happen, but with the way that Sony uh, has put together their these last two consoles, it's a really easy and almost fail-safe unless you, like, dip it in the tub or something. Curses! Uh, it, my plan is foiled! <laughs> <laughs> I guess if that's your plan, it won't be foiled. Yeah. But you'd be wasting your console. I thought still. that was the easiest way of fitting the hard drive in. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll call. I guess we'll call the water in the tub a social lubricant. <laughs> uh, actually, um, back just quickly to um, Sony. Actually, I think um, something we'll definitely see is um, Until Dawn because that's been uh, rumored for last week or so from a teaser trailer. And um, it was originally. Um, it was funny. It's originally announced at Gamescom two years ago, and it's the. Uh, it was. It was. It's about PlayStation Mover, Teen Horror. But it's uh, it's pretty much been underground for a long time now. There's even uh, rumors that it have been cancelled, but that's no you longer. You say teen horror, teen horror, yes, as in like scream, that kind of stuff. Oh, scream is awesome. Yeah, you know, teenage teenage horror films. Yeah, like um, you know, oh. 
the uh, slasher kind of things, you know, a big titted blonde girl gets hun- um, hunted down by some guy <laughs> with a knife, that kind of shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, but it, it did look pretty good to be fair because um, it, it made it seemed to um, made really good use of the move from what um, uh, uh, Sony said previously. But as I said, it's been. Um, underground for a while and um we don't really know what's going on but yeah it's looking likely it's going to be uh, re-announced for ps4 which wouldn't surprise me at all um so yeah i'm actually quite looking forward to that in a way as long as they as long as it's not too um another one of these lame horror games that seems really good like, by the concept and it's like out. daylight yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i think we we'll definitely see that um in terms of third party stuff though, guys what do you reckon we're likely to um See, have we got any um, stuff that we'd li- um, like to see at all? By the way, about that. Anyone? Is at, is... Oh, carry on. No, you go ahead, Ben. Go, go ahead. Ahead. About that horror game until dawn, I can see them announcing it as a move slash Morpheus game for next year. That would be pretty sweet. That would. You think they do a Morpheus bundle? Oh, yeah. Mm. Bundle with what, though? Because I think it's already bundled with the move, isn't it? Or is it bundled the camera? I suppose. So is is the VR uh, the Morpheus headset going to come with an apparatus too for that would function like Move? Well, no, I think unless it's a specific title, they can normally use the analog, the actual DualShock Four controller because it has the same sort of fits, you know, sort of movement as the Move. You don't actually need it. That's true. Okay, well, I I hope that's the case because having a bunch of peripherals around that you only use once every you know fortnight, probably less than that actually. Uh, yeah. Funny story about the VR headset. Um, at TGS last year, I didn't even know that the Morpheus was going to be there. And so my buddy and I are just there. We're there during the fan day doing extra coverage and totally didn't know it's there. And we're watching this guy play and we're thinking, what's going on with the screen? Because it's black. And we're just waiting for it to boot up because um, I forgot what the game was. We're just waiting for him to show it. We're waiting there for like five minutes, and then we finally clue in. He's got this headset on, and he's playing it with the with the VR headset. And we're looking like a bunch of of noobs, like just <laughs> standing there looking at a screen because it's not like we're in a line because we got the press pass. Oh, uh, we're just standing there looking at this blank screen, talking, and looking like a bunch of jackasses. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get to try it? No, because um, the first two days uh, we didn't know it because like, we were it wasn't even there. Like I sorry, it wasn't even there. We didn't even know it was there. So the first two days we forgot about it, and then that day we just were doing other coverage. So and it was the fan day, so there's too many people there during fan day. It was crazy because like the first two days we didn't respect the press pass because we didn't think it was that big of a deal because it's like well the lines aren't that big for some of the games. But then the fan days on Saturday and Sunday were like, man, you need a press pass if you want to do any coverage at this event. Because it's not like E3 where it's a little less people. Um, it's, there's just there's like 100,000 people there. It's like a giant Holy. Japanese mosh pit. It's like <laughs> where you're going, in, it's, everything's in streams and you kind of feel bad because you got to get to the other side. you got to go through a group which you might get trampled over. Because there's just so many people there. It's just utterly ridiculous. People are waiting for like five hours to do one demo. Oh, God, that's way too I'm, much. 
I'm, I'm not even Yikes. kidding, man. Because like some things took like an hour when we were just there on the on the press days, like the Wolfenstein uh, uh, demo took us like 20 minute wait because they had some absurd amount of play time for it. So we waited like 40 some minutes for this and we're only fifth in line. There's only like a couple people ahead of us. <laughs> so imagine wanting to play that on fan day when you got 100 people in front of you. It was, just, it was just a mosh pit. I'm curious to know how Gamescom compares uh, to E3 and TGS with the amount of fans, uh, fan involvement and how many people are there. Well, uh, be, if it's going to be crazy times. There'll be more people at Gamescom. Ben, you, you, you're, you're, you're there at Gamescom. No, Tell us I've about never, it. Tell us I've about the fan experience. Gamescom. I wish I have. You haven't been? No, I haven't. I thought you were. No, I got to, or, oh, it's the London, yeah, London one. Uh, no, okay. the guys, um, Stephen has been to Gamescom. So, yeah. oh, that's right, Mike. I've been to Gamescom. It's uh, quite <laughs> actually really, really good. Yeah, it is quite it is quite manic as well. You know, you have to like make sure you're in line and everything or you miss everything. <laughs> yeah, I still remember. So, um, I remember you're a gamer with the queues. Skyrim it was horrendous. Skyrim's <laughs> queue was about six hours long. And you got you wow. got fifteen minutes of playtime. I think um I think from what Stephen yeah. told me, Gamescom can be quite yeah. many, but you've got um obviously the press can get in, so you can go to the front of the queue and everything. But um, it's 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 becoming it's definitely grown over the last few years. It definitely has. Um, but I think um yeah, if I'd, I'd ask Stephen to be honest and see what he says about it. Um, he he he'd give you a good um idea. But it's definitely grown. In the last couple of years, it's, it's got pretty. It's um, it's it's a big event, you know. It's pretty much Europe's biggest video game event. So um, it's like the E3 for Europe. I think that's the best way I can put it. This is TGS of Europe. TGS. That's why. That's why I wanted to do the trifecta: North yeah. America, Europe, Asia. Bam. I wish. I wish Done. the press pass in Eurogamer did something like that. It it just lets you win for free. That's all it does. It, you can't skip lines. You still have to wait. So it's sad. Well, I think to play the games, you have to wait. Because yeah. the thing at TGS during the fan day, this is the thing that we respected it more, is you can skip the queues, but you can't play the game. Uh, so you can, get, you can get through, and you can like take video and yeah. do coverage and commentary, which is what we did, but we have to watch yeah. other people play it. We can't actually like uh, fair enough, jump to the front of the line and, and play. I'm air quoting yeah. here now. So that's what the that's what the press days are for the first two because that made me sad because um, uh, I totally forgot about uh, Final Fantasy fourteen A Realm Reborn because they had a demo there during TGS and they had an event and you got a T-shirt yeah, Titan wasn't it if you beat Titan yeah. yeah and I wanted the shirt and we forgot about it until the end of the day of the last press oh. day because we didn't see the shirts. And then we're like, there's no way in hell we're going to see it. We're going to do that during fan day because that would yeah. just be ridiculous. Um, and I'm trying not to make this a TGS thing because it's Gamescom. But I hope at Gamescom they have something sweet. I hope Square Enix brings something sweet to well, Gamescom. Um, it, it, I'm gonna, I think they're bringing the Ramu fight where you get a Ramu t-shirt. Well, that would be cool. Because Cause, um, they'll be announcing it It was though. sad. It was sad at TGS, the Square Enix booth, because they had some fun stuff there, but the lines were so short because no one was playing the games. It was Lightning Returns, and it was Final Fantasy XX2 Remaster, and the lines for that were, like, ridiculously short. I mean, I could have just 
finished the game, went back in line, and restarted where I left off. Uh, I want to um, say, and then, there was no line at Eurogamer for Lightning Returns at all. <laughs> sad. But, uh, but the line for Realm Reborn was just massive. And then they also had Wolfenstein there, which was ridiculous wait times because of the demo times for it. But um, when you're talking about Mike on topic about what we might see there, I'm interested to see if they have Persona 5 at Gamescom because I heard they're going to show it at TGS. But I'm curious if they're going to show it first at Gamescom. I doubt it, but that would be cool if Atlas has something Persona-related, if mm-hmm. not 5, maybe with the... Um, Arena, because that's coming out in the fall, or with Persona Q, or maybe something for Dancing All Night, or something Persona-related It's probably going to be there um, at Gamescom. I, I would, well, don't Eastern developers usually wait for uh, TGS, though? Yeah, and I would really surprise Sometimes. if we see any Persona stuff. Europe is the last to get Persona stuff, ever. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if Persona 4 Arena is not delayed till summer 2015 for us. Well, you guys true. still have it? Well, no, I meant Ultimax, the, you know, the new one. Oh. The new one, yeah. But, I mean, they're, it's on my Facebook. Like, they got some collector's edition 3DS for it yeah. that's coming out. So, I mean, they might show, like, old trailer footage. I don't know. But it would just be cool if they did something for Europe, uh, Persona-related. <laughs> well, we Will know- it happen? Who knows? <laughs> Well, we know what Ubisoft's bringing. Um, they're going to be bringing, obviously, um, Assassin's. They're bringing Assassin's Creed Rogue and uh, Far Cry Four, which will be playable. Uh, the Division and Unit Assassin's Creed Unity won't be playable, but they'll be there in video demonstrations. So, um, in as for Square, I think I think it, um, it's not too hard to imagine they bring um, Kingdom Hearts uh, two point five HD remix or whatever the hell it's, they're calling it. Um, I don't think we'd see anything on Final Fantasy XV and uh, Kingdom Hearts III. Uh, that would be a Japan-centric show, like TGS, if, if it'd be there at all. But I think they'd definitely show um, Kingdom Hearts, because that's, um, that's out this year, isn't it? The um, 2.5 yeah. remix or whatever it is. And if you yeah. pre-order it, you get Christmas, a, isn't it? a... Yes, December yeah. 10th, I think it is. Yeah, so I think there's a good chance of seeing that. And if you pre-order um, it, you get a limited edition... Um, so a little edition pin. Model. Yeah, pin. Ooh. For free. Um, for free, it's all part of yeah. it. Yeah, it's a pre-order. Oh, right. I'd love to see um, something from Capcom there, but I'm not really sure what they could show apart from Resident Evil, and I don't really think they show that there for some reason. Um, it's um, I don't know. I just think that's more TGS again. So uh, we just have to wait and see on that front. But um, maybe. So, Mike, do you think if you uh, like met a uh, a Capcom representative, they know you by name? Uh, a what? A Capcom representative? Yeah. Do you think they'd know uh, you by name? Every one of them? <laughs> um, I, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> no, I, I, I would love to think so, but no way. <laughs> He's that guy that we this put the gonna... muscle builder Chris based on. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I haven't actually gone. To, oh god, I haven't actually gone to a Capcom event yet, Tim. Sadly, I was invited to um, a Street Ultra Ultra Street Fighter Four event, but I couldn't make that. Um, I think I was busy that day, um, my niece's birthday or something, so I couldn't make that. But I am, I am good. Um, I'm, I've got a good um, relationship with the um, Capcom PR. Um, you know, the uh, the guy before the current one, um, he was really cool. I got Resident Evil Six and Revelations. Um, is it Revelations? 
Uh, my brain's just gone completely dead. Yeah, yeah revelations. revelations. Yeah, I got those um, well before the general release, so I could get the reviews done in time. And Ducktales as well, which was awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ooh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm really, I'm really, um, yeah. I got on well with them. I mean, the new, the new PR contact is really, really cool as well. So I'm just, ho- I'm just waiting for that um, next event, which I hope, really, really hope will be a Resident Evil one because that will be. Uh, that's one for the bucket list. That is going to an event for Res- for a Resident Evil game is one of my um, must uh, must do things. I guess you could mm. say. So yeah, uh, but there we go. Um, well, that's Gamescom, guys. That will be kicking off uh, Sony's press conferences uh, on Tuesday. The uh, I think that's the is it the twelfth Tuesday? Yeah, the twelfth. Um, and we will be covering everything, of course, um, as it breaks. So stay tuned to PSU. Uh, for all the latest Gamescom news, guys. Um, we'll move on now to some reviews. Uh, we've only got two from this week. Uh, the first one is uh, from you, Tim. Uh, pure pool uh, review. A simulated pool at its best. Um, I'm just, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> just getting used to the new um, layout here because there's no... Uh, I love it. Yeah, it's a sweet layout. It's great. It is Especially great. the reviews. I love the fact... And it's I know it's coming from a, like a writer mostly, but I like the fact that it presents the writing before like the meaty bits. You know, the parts that people click on them for, they, you know, they have to go all the way to the bottom. Yeah. Not, I don't have to. There's the option to click on it to go see it. But like it shows you what we've done. Like it, it, our, our experience with it, I feel like it makes it a little bit more personable. Yeah, what I like right. is the fact that it's all um, in one area. We don't have to go back through pages and pages and pages to find some review if even we have it. It's just click articles, click reviews, and it's just reviews you see on the screen, which uh-huh. just makes life so much easier. Like I'm like, hey, I want to find something from last year. It's just at your fingertips. It's a really Boom. good revamp. And let's just say if there's some sort of writer that I like to read and I can have a look see what he's written, have a little orgasm, I can I can search for Tim Noons and I can go, oh, it's all the Tim Noons stuff right there. Oh, it's all there in my face. <laughs> It, I won't have to keep. I wanted to keep like pimping out my uh, my stuff all the time, so it's just there at your fingertips. So for everyone, oh, at your fingers. Oh. <laughs> and I'd like to. I have. I've gotten a few opinions from people who are um, conscientious objectors, if you would. Uh, I've I've had my mother go to the site before, uh, before the rehash, and then after, and she said that this new one is a lot more accessible. Cool. Approved like, by Tim's mum. <laughs> right? That should be on the PSU. Facts. You can just search for articles. Yeah. That, that should yeah, be on his fucking approved by Tim's mum. I, I demand it. Tim's <laughs> <laughs> <He was> approved. <laughs> that sounds like the uh, the ultimate your mom joke. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. Anyway, as we um back to Tim's review there. Um. The final oh cool, that's changed as well. Bottom it's not locked, it's not the bottom line anymore, it's now called the final word. And Tim says, uh Pure Pool offers a beautiful and accurate game of pool featuring a large amount of various game types and difficulties to accommodate all players. The network works uh, works enough to get the job done, but there are a great deal of flaws that keep um keep the servers from being a constant stomping ground. Regardless of the online issues, Pure Pool has a great sense of progression that embodies a stellar pool mechanic only beaten by actually playing pool. Uh, Tim gave it an eight out of ten. He uh, plus points are the uh, incredibly realistic pool, uh, constant feeling of progression, and the vast extensive career mode. However, the negatives are online game timer, friends list with no visible friends, and online games not in real time. Uh, 
So, yeah, mm-hmm. sounds like you enjoyed that quite a lot, Tim and Ape there. Decent review. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the single-player experience is great. But, like, the... And there's a, there's a, a reeking sense of... Of uh, potential with the online because you can, uh, and when even when you're playing in the middle of a game, you can bring over, you can bring the menu up on the side of the screen. Yeah, you can go to all accesses accesses of the game at any time. So you can go and find your friends in a tournament, see what they're doing. You can even like challenge them mid game and quit the game you're doing. So and and it's not just like you can you can do this with all of them, whether it's online or whether it's single player. You can you know jump from a game that you're getting completely slaughtered in into something else without having to wait. It's so streamlined, but the servers are so unreliable right now. And I know they're working on it, but it's still it it's it, this game is falling into that not ready at launch games yeah which is unfortunate but the gameplay is so good it's so fun it's so it caters well to beginners and it allows veteran pool players to play it the way that they would want to play it awesome man wicked i never actually played any pool games to be honest uh yeah. the one to get if you have actually it's... no the only pool, the only pool game i've played is in the one in grand theft auto 4 the mini game oh, <laughs> oh god that one's a joke and i was rubbish <laughs> at it so there we go uh, okay, guys, next we have um, uh, John Paul Jones's review of Tabletop Racing. Uh, let's just quickly go to the bottom. I don't know why it's loaded up in the... Oh, yeah, of course, it's two pages, that's why. <laughs> um, he says, final words... Oh, he gave it an 8.5, by the way, out of 10, another high score. Uh, an accomplished and beautifully playable reinvigoration of the classic toy racer genre. Some minor falls don't prevent tabletop racer, racer from being an easy recommendation for arcade patrol heads, uh, pe- patrol petrol heads and newcomers <laughs> alike. Um, I'm consciously trying not to speak too fast because Glenn said I sometimes speak too fast. So there we go. <laughs> uh, plus points, excellent vehicle handling effortlessly smooth and detailed visuals, considerable amount of single-player content. However, some negatives, including tracks don't have enough um, environmental features, uh, there's no way to balance multiplayer vehicle power-ups. There wasn't a third one, so obviously you can think of another negative there. But that's an 8.5 out of uh, tabletop racing there, guys. Uh, Did did you guys, last week I wasn't on, um, did you read out um, Tim's review of The Last of Us at all? Well, we didn't have a we review uh, podcast last week, did we? Didn't we? No, because we missed it because it was going to be the 50th uh, this week. Oh, crap. Yeah, sorry. I thought I'd, <laughs> oh, that was a week before. That must have been the other week. When you... Yeah, that <laughs> Good <been> transition. The... <laughs> that must have been the other um, uh, week when I wasn't here because there was one where I wasn't here and you guys took over. So, yeah, you're right. We didn't actually have a podcast last week. So, yep. So, I'm going to read out Tim's review of The Last of Us Remastered just because it needs to be done. And he is Tim. Yeah, and he's Tim, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I get that a lot. I get that a lot. Good. Did he die? <laughs> that stupid little boy. Oh, no! <laughs> God, great movie. Oh, yeah, I love it. i got to watch that again sometime. What um, movie? Yeah. Uh, the Patriot. Oh, The Patriot. Every time Mike and I are in any contact together, we always quote The Patriot. It never yeah. fails. Always, yeah. It's the Mel Gibson one, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, because there's a Steven Seagal Patriot as well. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and Tim, when you just said whenever we're in contact together, that was just really hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like to say contact very loosely. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Tim, uh, Tim's final word on The Last of Us Remastered. Naughty Dog gives PlayStation gamers a second definitive chance to experience one of the greatest video game stories. The Last of Us Remastered's additional content, visual enhancements, and improved performance leave very little standing in the way of a perfect score. 
which was a 9.5, so very nearly perfect score there. Um, Tim uh, liked the increased res- uh, realism and immersion. Uh, the multiplayer is much more accessible and all PS3 content in one package. However, he um, disliked fate-looking blood, uh, sliding grapples and punches, and L- using L3 photo mode. Uh, Tim, if I could just pick you up on one point, because I haven't really played much of this. Uh, the fake-looking blood, can you like it? I know that it kind of speaks for itself, but can you just like elaborate on that a bit more? Uh, there were some times where... Uh... I don't know. I don't think it like just. I don't just don't think it scaled well enough, and they didn't put enough time into making it more, uh, more visually appealing. But right. there'd be sometimes where uh, the the pool of blood ends up going into like a perfect square, and there'd be times oh, where yeah, it would I be see that yeah. Yeah. And like the the blood ends up being like like fragmented, you know, like uh, like yeah. etched art, yeah. where like part of it will be there. Yeah, it, there's like a, a clear like in snow specifically. There was a part I saw where there's a there was a line. Uh, in this, in the blood, and it was clean. It was a clean white snow line, and then there was this little triangle patch on the outside of it that was blood triangle, right? Wow. That's not how it pools. And it was weird. And then at the same time, there'd be parts where um, the pooled blood looked like stained glass <laughs> rather than actual blood. Yeah, I know. Actually, I know what you mean. I remember looking yesterday when I was playing uh, Left Behind for the first time. Um, there was, um, I think, I killed uh, one of the. Um, uh, infected on the stairs and there was a blood patch just sort of just on the stair above it and it, it kind of like you could see it was meant to be a circle and it was just a semicircle because it kind of like disappeared into the uh the uh, concrete <laughs> so yeah that, that, that looked a bit weird but yeah, I know, Tim, yeah i got a question for you yeah because i gotta ask you this why why do you hate naughty dog why, why did this not get a 10 dog? why did this not get a 10 i'm being because... a troll right now for the fun of it why is this not a 10 everyone else gives it a 10 why because. do you suck? Why is this not a 10? <laughs> because the fake looking blood sliding grapples in L3 for photo mode. That says it already. <laughs> the L3 mode was, not, I don't know if it's like necessarily a negative, which is why I didn't put a lot of like horsepower behind it. But there'd be times where I'd be trying to, I'd be freaking out trying to react to a bunch of stuff while on the hardest difficulty in the game. And it would just stop and I go, what in the hell is going on? And then I'd see the camera instructions at the bottom and I'd just get pissed. <laughs> it, it, it's like it's that it's like that feeling of anticipation that never gets there, and it was really like disheartening because I would I would be so into it, and the thing is just the things are just around me. The runners are going nuts, coming after me, and I'm doing all this crazy stuff to survive. And I accidentally hit L three, and the whole thing stops, and I lose the entire like buzz that's going on with this. And like I go back into it, and I end up getting slaughtered because I don't care anymore. So I have to just do it again. <laughs> So it was it was really a break of realism for me that really made it a negative. Oh. I was just trolling you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn trolls. Cool, but um, Don't uh, feed the trolls. Yeah, don't feed the trolls. Um last review guys, Sacred Free by John Paul Jones again. Uh he uh, this is obviously our freelance writer. Um just give me a sec with his loads. <laughs> oh, I was have- loading. I wish that game had online co op. That's all I gotta say. It does have online co-op. Well, what? What? <laughs> what? It does, really? Yeah, it does. I've, I've got the game and I can play it online. Yeah, make no mistake. Sacred Fee and online co-op multiplayer is a lot of fun, he says, yeah. <laughs> uh, final word. An enjoyable, if not overly ambitious, take on the hack and slash genres. Uh, Sacred Free combines humor and robust cooperative gameplay to create an enjoyable game in its own right. Gave us a 7.5. Uh, pluses. Tongue-in-cheek humor keeps things fresh. 
Uh, drop in, drop out cooperative gameplay. There you go, Tim. Yeah. And substantial scope for character customization. Uh, customization, sorry. Uh, negatives: frame rate issues when the screen gets busy. Only two-player offline co-op. Uh, no real loot other than golden replenish, re- replenishment orbs. So when so, he says only two-player offline co-op, does that mean that uh, online co-op you can't have more people playing yeah. offline? Yeah, online is four-player co-op. You can have two people on your system at a time, but two pe- So basically. Say we're playing four people, there's four of us online. If someone drops out and someone comes around to your house, he can um, load in his character with another controller on your console and you can have two people on your console at a time, but four people online altogether. If that okay, makes sense. that's why I was misled then. That's why I was misled. Uh, that, that negative yeah. caught me off. Yeah. You can only have two player offline? What? Yeah, but you can have four player online. Cool. Okay. Cool. No, I, I want it even more. Yeah. Don't, you don't want <laughs> um, it. Trust me, you don't want it. Oh, so you would say 7.5 is yeah, not... Yeah, I, I'd I'd give it a 4. A 4? Oh, Shit, what? Yeah. What's no no offense, but that's a horrible score. And no offense when I say this, Ben, but you give a lot of good scores for your yeah. game. So the fact you give this a 4 really means something. It's like Ernest in reverse. Ernest never gives a good score. Mm-hmm. The fact you gave uh, <laughs> the Danganronpa a 9 was like, that's like a 12 out of 10. So this must be like a 0 game or something if you're going to give it a 4. Yeah. What's so bad about uh, it? Well, it's, there's no open worldness. It's The missions feel completely repetitive. The enemies are repetitive. From what I play, I've only I've only put about five hours into it so far, but still, that's enough. Uh, there's only three weapons in the game. That's it. There's one armor set in the game. Um, wow. What? Um, but, uh, there's no customizable characters anymore. There's uh, four predetermined characters that you can pick, uh, or one if you, or one extra if you buy it with DLC. Um, Why is this not a mobile game? Yeah, it, it feels like a mobile game actually. That's what it feels like. And it's over the top, right? Yeah, it's over the top. Um, it's more hack and slash than RPG. In fact, there's not any real RPG elements in it. The only real RPG elements is you can use gold to upgrade your weapon. But again, that's just a linear path, pretty much. You go from mm, your first ability to your last ability. And each weapon only has two choices you can make. I feel really bad for Deep Silver. Yeah. No offense, Ben, but you giving the game a four is just ridiculous. <laughs> so that's so bad, man. That game is so horrible. Well, um, you know what? Um, I think we should actually uh, read uh, read out a game that Ben has reviewed. As take that as a compliment. On yeah, the take site. that as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, actually on the site because um, he reviewed um, Oddworld, New and Tasty. Uh, oh, yeah. So I'm going to read this out because we did miss. We haven't done this one, have we? Ben? I think no. I think I did that one because I did it before it went live. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure I did. Oh no, you did as well, didn't yeah. you? Oh bugger, damn! I was going to put you some stuff in a. Yeah. Well, no, you know what? What, what was the it. score for him? What was the score for him? Let's. Um, you gave it an eight. Yeah, you gave it. Who cares? I'll read the damn thing out again. Oddworld New and Tasty is a brilliant reinvention of a PlayStation classic. Abe's memorable journey has never played and looks so good. Uh, amazing graphics, cross-buy support, trophies often sensitive to replay multiple times. However, have floaty controls, loading screens could be a pain, and fields a bit short. So there we go. Yeah. Cool. Um, that was a nice. Um, the thing is, though, uh, I might actually, I might have bumped Sacred up a bit, in my opinion, to maybe a five and a six if it was the same sort of price as Oddworld. 
but oh, being 45 quid and being as repetitive as it is, it doesn't seem worth it. It's a crazy amount of money. That's like $70. Yeah, yeah. 45 quid is pretty stinging. Yeah. Yeah. That's so oh. many squids. So, yeah, as, squids. <laughs> as an aside to this, I'm curious now who the hardest and who the easiest grader is on the site for reviews. Uh, that's actually a very good I'm question. Probably quite easy, but <laughs> that's what she said. Because yeah. I'm, I'm vain. I've actually like computed like my average from the 37 reviews I've done for the site. And it's computed. It's a, <laughs> computed, yeah. It's like seven point. It's like seven point six or seven point four or something uh, is my average score. But I'm curious what who's who's higher, who's lower, and I, stuff. I reckon I'd be quite high because I actually have. I honestly can't remember giving anything lower than um, a, a seven or a seven point five. I don't think. No, I think I get. No, I think I might have been. I think the lowest I've given is a six point five, and I think that was for. Um, uh, oh God! What was Resident it? Evil uh, the Vita game? No, it wasn't Resident e- Resident Evil Vita. There wasn't a Resident Evil Vita. Do you mean Silent Hill? Silent Hill. Uh, yeah, the the <laughs> that, top oh, down. Sh- yeah. Um, stop getting I, I, stop I, getting Mike excited there, Tim. Book of Book of something. <laughs> book of Shadows. So, yeah, Book of Memories. Yeah, um, Memories. There. I thought it was. Um, oh, for crying out! I can't even bloody remember it now. It was that weird PlayStation Move game for PSN? It was pretty good, but it was just well, really too short. Uh, uh, Datura, that's it. Datura. I think that I think that was the lowest score I gave. That was a six point five. Um, yeah. So all the other ones have been pretty um, high, actually, Tim. Uh, pretty. De- and you know, not not. You know, I mean, I'm always fair with reviews and stuff. But it was. Um, I just tend to review. I think it's because I, I do get my pick of the games. A lot of them are like from series that I like. So um, I've been quite lucky with that. Uh, I play I, crap. I, <laughs> I, I, oh yeah, you were right though. A six point five for. Um, book of memories there but i'm the same Tim, way what, what are your scores um my lowest score was three whoa Ouch. what game was that yeah what was that man <laughs> it was that aliens game that i reviewed last year uh colonial was, marines yes i gave that bitch a three. Oh man someone gave that to me for as a birthday present this year did you punch them in the mouth? <laughs> no, I didn't. I bought. I I I thanked them for it and then put it on my shelf and then sold it. I bought it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Ben. I bought it for the dancing alien. That is all I bought it for. Oh, that's 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 justifiable then. Oh, the dancing alien. <laughs> oh, um, what's their highest one then, Tim? If your threes your lowest, what was the highest one you gave? Nine five. I've never given a ten. I have. I've given a 10. Woo. I think I've given a 10. <laughs> yeah, that remember. was for uh, Guns of the Patriots, wasn't it? Was. It was, yeah. It's Guns of the Patriots. I'm so proud that I got to review that game. Yeah. Peanut uh, butter jelly. <laughs> and you're, you're, actually, you're on um, Phantom Pain, aren't you, Tim? You're... Oh, my God. I hope I get to do it. You will. You definitely are down to it. I will jump the pond if I have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the lowest one I've given is a 2. It's the lowest score that I've given. On what? Uh, it's called Motorbike. Sounds amazing. So bad. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, it's just dropped on me because I did, um, oh, what is the name of that game? Um, oh, there's a similar game. Uh, let me check my reviews quickly. I have it up here. Uh, crap. What is it? Good thing I'm looking at my list. Urban Trials. Urban, I did Urban Trials Freestyle the year before. And so Steven's like, hey, you did Urban Trials. This game's like Urban Trials, so review it. 
And I'm like, okay. And I'd rather would have shanked myself in the spine with a jagged piece of glass. <laughs> so it was just, it's not even a game. I think I, in my review, I called it like an alpha build. It's not even a beta. That game was just, I don't know why I gave it a two. That's, I was being oh, generous. It still that sounds day. better than hate. It, Right, I, I was. It was bad, and then the highest I gave was nine point five. I've only given one nine point five, given no tens. Um, and that game was Professional Baseball Spirits twenty thirteen, which was an all Japanese game. It was an import title. Sweet. Well, um, actually, um, Tim Tim's going to be um having to dash soon, so I think we should, uh, if we can just try and get, uh, I think we should go to what we've been playing now, and Tim, I think it's only right that you go first, man, so take it away. Has Tim died? No, Tim! Oh, wow, I hit my, I hit my mute button. <laughs> <laughs> cool. We're keeping that upset, that, that upsets the shit out of me. Uh, but I, I've been playing Tales of Zillia, actually. I've been getting ready for the Tales of Zillia 2 review. That's going to be coming later this month. Awesome, man. Wicked. Uh, you just yes. been on that, then, have you? Uh, no, I've been also doing uh, Rogue Legacy. I've been doing a little bit. Obviously, I've been playing uh, Last of Us Remastered, going for the trophies. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I've uh, had you on PSN. I've just realized that on my new account. I need to add you. What? We'll get, we'll get that. I'm going to get that. Unless you want to share it publicly. I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind. You don't mind. I've, I've already done that before, but I'll write it for you in the chat now. <laughs> there we go. Oh. <laughs> 84, is that when you, is that what? That's my birth year, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> 1884, you look pretty good for an old man. <laughs> Did you say 1884? <laughs> well, he just said 84, I can assume whenever I want. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Cool, man. He was so... born in the year 84. <laughs> straight up 84. Yeah. Just straight up just 84. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 84, ID. Um, cool, man. So, uh, are you enjoying Tauzazilia? Oh, again, yeah. I'm I'm gonna try to platinum that too before uh, two comes out, but it's gonna be pretty extensive because I played a couple times. But I'm fine with that. And then after I'm done with that, I'm gonna try to go after all the Tales games. But uh, before that, I might even try to get the uh, Final Fantasy, all the Final Fantasy platinumable trophies that I can get because I have uh, I I did I have uh, Final Fantasy 13 done. I have Final Fantasy 10 and 10 2. So all I have to get, or excuse me, not ten two. Yeah, ten two. And all I, all I have left would be thirteen two and lightning returns, and those aren't too bad. Oh, cool. Uh, so that's my life goal, huh? <laughs> Wicked man, sounds good. Um, Dane, what have you been playing, man? Uh, well, right now I got two reviews I'm playing, so that's what I'm doing. I got Disgaea four on the Vita, and uh-huh. I got Akiba's trip. Uh, undead and undressed also on the Vita so those should be <laughs> wow. coming out soon um, the Akiba's trip I can't talk about because the embargo is on Tuesday uh, so I have to remain hush on that um, but the Skia 4 there's no embargo but I'll just say that game is awesome Sweet. Um, expect a high score from, uh, from that uh, because I've just been the humor in that game blows my mind. This is the thing I talk about with all my niece reviews. Yeah. Is I don't get how uh Nippon Ichi can make Disgaea so good, but every other IP they make is kinda like 
they're good but doesn't have the same charm there's always that missing piece it just i just don't get it yeah. like um the scale d2 was awesome um this one to scale four even though it's a remake on the vita well not a remake just a port is still awesome uh but like when i did guided fate paradox like there's just basic things they they did wrong like all the female voice actors sounded like the same person, just changing her voice slightly. Just little things like that, they drop the ball on. But Disgaea, they don't. It's a weird thing for that company. Hmm. All right, cool. Fair enough, man. Um, I, I knew you'd like, um, you know, you're, you're a big fan of those um, type of games, so I figured you'd enjoy Disgaea. Um, I've never played them at all. So um, play them. They're good. Yeah, you should should play them. Yeah, I, I there's so many um, there's so many Japanese games out there that I really should pick up. Actually, especially RPGs. Um, oh man, I really need to get around to those. Um, cool, dude. Um, how about you, Ben? I've been playing a lot of Warframe recently. I've been taking the break of Final Fantasy just until the next update. Yeah. Um, but Warframe have been on there a lot because they've got a big update coming out soon. Um, <gasps> I know. Um, <gasps> Sacred. I need this. Uh, yeah, you need this. Sacred Free. <laughs> I've been playing that. Well, ish. We played it for a couple of nights, but it kept, it, we did freeze about three times. The game lagged us out. We had to turn the PS3 off for about five minutes before it worked. It was ridiculous, but we did get some gameplay of turning levers. Yay! Mm. Um, no wonder he gave it a four. It broke your system. Yeah, I couldn't sign in. I literally couldn't sign in, and my mate couldn't sign in either. We literally couldn't do anything. Um, is that why you gave him the four? Well, that and the repetitive nature of it all. <laughs> it is more repetitive than Farming Simulator. Well, wow. Well, almost as repetitive. Wow. It's, well, let's say, I, I know what I'm expecting when I play Farming Simulator. I don't expect that. I've reviewed Farming Simulator. Yeah. That's super bad if it's that repetitive. Well, you'll get a mission. It'll be the same mission. It'll be kill everything in the room, or turn some wheels and kill everything in the room, or kill one boss and turn a wheel. There'll always be some sort of wheel somewhere, for some reason. <laughs> Why are <laughs> there so wh- many wheels? Where there's a wheel, there's a way. And, it, oh, and it's not even like you oh, just turn oh, it once, okay. it's like, turn it this wheel six times, turn it once, enemy spawn, turn it again, enemy spawn, turn it again, <laughs> enemy spawn. You've turned it six times, congratulations, you've beaten the level. Enemy spawn. Yeah, enemy spawn. <laughs> ah, wheels! Go away, wheels! I don't want you anymore! <laughs> um, don't kill the mammals. You've killed my brain! Which is quite an achievement, but actually it's not that much of an achievement, to be honest, but still! <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about achievements on a PlayStation podcast. <laughs> okay, fine, that's quite a trophy. Blasphemy, man. Blasphemy. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but apart from that, uh, I can't talk much of this because of the embargoes, but I can say a little bit about it. I've been playing Velocity 2X as well. Um, oh, I, I need it! <laughs> oh, I need it! Um, it's an amazing game, um, and you'll well, I can talk about the release date now. It's September, so not long now, and I do recommend it if you're a fan of Velocity. Mm, wicked mm. man! That's all I can um, say, though. I don't cool. want to get told well, off. That... <laughs> Naughty man! <laughs> well, I guess that just leaves me then. Um, yes, Mike. What have you been playing, mate? Oh, oh well, Tim. Tim. Well, mate, <laughs> I, I'm playing this game called War Thunder, actually, mate. Yeah, I've been playing War Thunder. Um, I got back into that recently. I've actually finally started to enjoy it again after the patch that um, 
uh, offered crossplay. I just couldn't shoot anyone down. It felt like it was impossible to actually hit anyone. And it just felt like everyone was stealing your kills because there's just so many people now. I think it's um, you've got like nearly a thousand games on at any one time, whereas before on the PS4 one only, there was about 60 games at any one time. So, and there was like players online was about, I think it was about a thousand to two thousand on the PS4, and now it's gone to be uh, uh, cross by cross by cross um, play. It's about fifty thousand. So that's just how what the difference is. It's huge. So yeah, I'm enjoying that. I'm going through Walking Dead season two, episode four, Amid the Ruins. I love that series. Um, this is, this one's a really good episode. I'm, no spoilers. No, spoilers. no I'm not going to spoil anything. I'll just say that I'm in the middle of the episode and I'm loving it. Uh, that's all I'll say on that. Um, I'm still going through GTA. Uh, uh, Vice City Stories again. I always play that in the summer because it's such a summer game. What's so funny? <laughs> I love hearing all the old games you play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, just... I remember you, you and Don used to joke about that. Yeah. Oh, I, I love it because, oh. like, at the same time, I I can't because I I love it mostly because I can't play those old games, and I feel like trophies have killed me in that sense, where it's really hard for me to play old games now. Oh, that's. I, I gotta agree with Tim with that. It's without a trophy, I'm like, man, why am I even playing games anymore? You I'm enjoy it, for man. trophies, <laughs> Tim. Oh. It kind of sucks, but the added the addition to trophies gives me like this added incentive to play a game. Yeah, I know. Tim, yeah. I'll I'll pop round to yours, and as when you play an old what game, are we talking about? I'll pop round to yours. When you play an old game, I'll just stand there holding a trophy card. So if I, if you say press the start one, I'll just, I'll just say I'll give you a trophy. There you go. I'll just I'll keep I'll keep pressing the start <laughs> button <laughs> until my reward center gets completely numb. You, you know, there's actually a trophy as as mundane as that in Disgaea Four. You just watch the opening intro, trophy dings. It's Dude, just that those, easy. Some of those openers are so long and tedious, though. That's it's, it's, just cool. it's, so, it's, it's one it's one minute before the start screen. I mean, yeah, it's but that's super- like. It's like the long minute, the longest minute. I'm sure there is oh, a game where you. Fan. I'm sure there is a game where you just press this, the, where you literally don't even have to watch the trailer. You just have to, have to press the start button and you, you get the trophy. I want that trophy. Horror <laughs> <laughs> uh, for life. Oh yeah, GTA and the um, Vice City stories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm still going through that for a bit. Um, apart from that, I've been on. Just started uh, The Last of Us Remastered. Um, went through Left Behind for the first time. Uh, that was awesome. Really, really good. I was kind of sad when it ended because it was... Um, I played through it in, all in one evening. It couldn't have took me more than about three hours or something. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I really enjoyed that. I'm really looking forward to going through the main game. The, uh, uh, the visual differences, you know, like the graphics themselves, obviously they look a bit sharper. But um, I couldn't... Unless you, I don't think I could spot the differences unless I put them side by side. I couldn't really say, oh, wow, that looks more detailed or whatever. Because the, the PS3 version is just... It, it is, it's an amazing-looking game already. It looks yeah. slightly sharper, but I just... Yeah, they don't look more... It's not like a, a Tomb Raider definitive edition overhaul where you actually have a redesigned character model and everything. It's... Um, it's more slightly polished and stuff, but the frame rate difference is is immediately noticeable. That that thing is so smooth, you really notice that because the other game is actually quite choppy by comparison. So yeah, the frame rate just makes it look and run amazingly. That that was um, I really enjoyed that. How far are you into the story now? I haven't started it yet. <laughs> I literally oh, finished. Okay. I literally finished Left Behind last night and then went to bed. So I'm going to okay, start yeah. it up. Like really, the big thing that stands out the most 
is facial expression. And it'll mostly be uh, not like you'll you'll feel you'll feel the emotions rather than kind of assume them, which yeah. is a big difference between the two versions. Um, and then you'll also notice how old Joel actually is. It actually feels like a decade difference between the two consoles. All oh, right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, I've got now. I've got something. With, you know, I got a reference point now because obviously I haven't played Left Behind. So on the PS3, so um, I didn't like what I saw was my first experience. But now I've. I played the original game twice on the PS3, so I can compare the scenes in my in my mind. You know, I'll be able to spot the things because I'm familiar with them. So when I play them, play the PS4 version when I start it, I'll be able to notice these differences. I'm sure. So I'm looking forward oh, to for that. Sure. Yeah, I'm um, so I am looking forward to that. Um, apart from that, I don't think I've been on anything else. Um, nope, I'm giving the GameCube a bit of a. Re- oh yeah, I've been playing Mario Sunshine with my niece on the GameCube. <laughs> oh, I never got to play it, but I loved it. Yeah, it's um, oh. yeah, I do love that game. She loves it as well. Um, I'm bringing her up on Mario games. <laughs> She's only eight, bless her. That's how you start it. That's how you start them. Yeah, definitely. Um, Mario. Yep. So that's about it, really. Um, and I'm seriously going to fall asleep here any minute because I'm so <laughs> damn tired. Um, but that's uh, I think that um, pretty much wrap things up uh, for this podcast. We don't actually have any emails, unfortunately. We haven't actually heard from Fonz um, for a while. Actually, I can find out. I hear about him on Twitter sometimes. All right, July the 17th. Yeah, so Fonz, man, um, it's been nearly a month, dude. Give us some loving, man. We'd love to hear from you, especially since our, it's our 50th episode. And, um, uh, we need you. <laughs> yeah, we need you, please. <laughs> Meryl. <laughs> Meryl. Uh, all right. Uh, Meryl. Let me need you. <laughs> um, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 3 quote. What up? Okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we don't have any uh, emails to read out, unfortunately, guys. So we get down to the... Um, yeah, uh, the whole um, spiel about contacting us. Uh, um, you can um, tweet us. Um, I'm going to do this if I. I'm going to make sure I do this, even if it kills me. Um, you can tweet <laughs> us at. Um, is it at psu.com, guys? That's correct. That PSU dotcom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, at psu.com. Um, you can email me at mike.harrodance at psu.com. Uh, or you can uh, contact Ben at... You can contact me at chili underscore UK or ben.shillabillhall at psu.com or chili on the agaf. Sweet. And you can contact Tim at... Take it away, Tim. At Boss Snake. Three S's. I promise. Three S's. <laughs> or timothy at psu.com. Also, send emails directly to Mike protesting that he needs to get a Twitter account. <laughs> I was waiting for that to come. Well, we, I had Shahid make him get a Twitter account. He still hasn't done it. No, no, I'm hopeless. <sighs> you didn't even do it when Shahid told you to? No, he won't remember me. He won't remember it at all, man. <laughs> he probably has trouble sleeping at night because you wouldn't get a Twitter account. <laughs> There's a reason why we don't so have any lame, Vita games mate. right now. He's... he's he... <laughs> Yeah, me, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, welcome back, Dane. Um, we're you. just going through the contacts, Dane. So if you want to tell people how they can contact you, dude. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at the Somber Files, L-A-S-O-M-B-R-A-F-I-L-E-S. Or you can reach me at my PSU email, dane.com. Smith at PSU.com. That's D-A-N-E. Uh, and then remember, buy my book, please. Yes, buy it's 99, it's 99 cents on uh, Kindle Digital, The Somber Files, Choice and Consequence. It's less than a chocolate bar. Really, it costs less than a chocolate bar. It's 99 cents. 
So enjoy your 300-page read. Tim, you still need to read it, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So do I. For that, <laughs> but so far, reviews are good for it. Uh, it's five stars on Amazon. Everyone's enjoying it. Our yes. Wait. Number one fan, Snova, has been enjoying it. We've been tw- twittering about that. Oh, you're in touch so, with Fonz, are you? Uh, he, yes, he contacts me quite often on oh, Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter, me too. You should be on Twitter. He'll talk to you. Yeah, no, no. Go. Yeah. It's incentive. Twitter is his stomping ground, man. Cool. How's he doing then, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, really well. He's been trophy hunting. Oh, Apparently, wait. he was just struggling through Sly 2, which is a struggle. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Cool. Well, good luck with a trophy hunting, Fonz. Homie. <laughs> 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 just thought i in there. Um, cool, guys. Well, um, oh, Oh, I can't forget, uh, email us guys at podcast.psg.com if you've got any general questions, comments, criticisms. Uh, just keep it uh, nice and polite, please, obviously. Don't go say we... petitions for Mike to get a Twitter. Yeah, or petitions too. for Mike to get a Twitter, yeah. Send to that, please. 50,000 uh, signatures will get a Twitter mandatory. <laughs> I'm saying it right now. Cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, guys, um, I wish I was more... Um, vibrant tonight and awake but i am really really tired for some reason i don't know why so i apologize if i seem uh, a little bit just give me a minute before we excuses end up. excuses well it's my... true <laughs> i know i know you're up early dane and i know but seriously man it's uh these these early mornings take its toll on me by the weekend i'm just i could sleep all day uh what were you gonna say there ben uh, just give me a second remember you can download us using your itunes um oh, yes. and on podbean you remember to review us and we'll say your comment on the air um, you can also listen to our other sister brother that other podcast we have um, Radial Diversity when you subscribe it'll all go straight to your eye thingies uh, Radial Diversity did you uh, say <laughs> Racial Diversity Gaming Hour yeah, Radio <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah to all your eye thingies it is with the amazing Glenn though of course yeah, your, your eye thingies yes. your eye thingies and your eye stuff um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Your eye junk. You can get everything to your eye things. Yeah. Yeah. You can get everything to your eye things. <laughs> <laughs> Phrasing. I think he's a good. Yeah. Uh, um, do we have any shout-outs at all, Ben? I want to make a small shout to KM Key Gamer who was watching me last night's stream, which was amazing. Um, and Duffman, you know, counting bros Duffman. for life, for sure. You know, KMK Gamer contacted me last night talking about Pure Pool. Oh well. He's got some pretty good opinions about it. He was watching me play um, Warframe last night where I tried to do the highest key in the game on my own. Did you win? Yeah, I won. I bet. I want to be you when I grow up. <laughs> I don't want to be me when I grow up, so. Oh. Do you want to switch? By the way, Mike, <laughs> yeah? to go back to the start of the episode, it was last July that uh, episode one of Unchained came out. Oh, wow. So it's been, oh, wow. So it's been just over a year then. Wicked. Over a year. Wow. That is awesome. Yeah. And that rounds things off, guys. That was episode 50 of um, Very Still. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> PlayStation. PlayStation Snapchat. Yeah. 50 episodes of PlayStation Awesomeness with uh, people, um, people with, uh, including myself, Ben, Tim, Dane. Um, all the guys, all the other guys, Fraser, Glenn, Paul, uh, Paul Glenn, as well, who hasn't been on. Gary. Yeah, I don't think. Gary, Ernest, Ernest has been on a couple of times. Yeah, um, yeah um, thanks to everyone Carl, who's been on this been, podcast. No, no, Carl's been on yet. Carl, no, I think Carl's been on it 
I think Carl's been on it once. I'm not sure. He might he's been have. on it a few times. Yeah, he's been on it a few times. Yeah. yeah. Um, we uh, we really appreciate everyone who stuck by us and everything. We have some loyal followers, guys. So thank you very much. And I've actually had a few uh, rec- uh, PSN addies with some people okay. saying, "Love the podcast, keep it up." And I will add you, by the way, guys. I'm sorry about that. I'm being late. I will add the guys who have um, sent a request. So thanks for that. Um, Tim, add me. I need add you. me. <laughs> uh, Tim and Dane, thank you for joining us. It's been really cool to have you on hopefully we can do this more often because um it's been a long time guys so thanks for that at five in the morning <laughs> yeah hope um hope you enjoyed it did you enjoy it at all for waking up at five in the morning yeah. of course otherwise i would have slept in <laughs> cool tim i hope you enjoyed yourself as well oh yeah i'm just hungry i'm gonna cool. eat some stuff i, I am also <laughs> hungry. And ben as always man my co-host thank you uh, for joining me again man thank you like for you having me do. i can always count on you of course the man, man part of the, the DNA. legend yeah <laughs> Um, and obviously uh, my shout outs I just want to say thank you to all our followers on uh, PSU.com who read the site who listen to the podcast who subscribe to us um, as well as our super fan uh, Fonz and Brett as well uh, Brett used to email us quite a lot actually I think he's a musician um, him and Don had quite a lot to talk about from what I remember so um, email me dude if you or us sorry not me email us dude <laughs> or me if you want to email me you know just want to have a chinwag with me chinwag <laughs> wag um, yeah so um Guys, thank you very much. That's been episode 50. Uh, we will be back, hopefully, again. We will not miss a week uh, uh, if we can help it. Sorry about that, guys. Um, things were just a bit busy. So we will be back next Saturday, recording next Saturday, hopefully. And we hope to have some more guests in the very near future, including a few um, past PSU staff members. Uh, but for now, guys, Tim, Dane, and Ben, thank you very much for joining me. And thank you guys for listening. It's good night from me. And it's a good night from him. See you later, guys. Thank you. And here's to the next 50 episodes. Thank God for me.